0: He said, welcome to Blood
1: Bowl 2020,
0: Jim. And he's
2: like, oh, shit. <laughs> now, as most of you yeah, will he... know, I usually get the, the you know, audience quiet, the, the guests quiet, and then I do an intro, and then I cut over to us. Um, with glowworm one on, that's quite tricky to achieve. So we've just decided to I go for it. Uh, welcome to One World, One Blood Bowl, episode 36. Um, having fun playing Blood Bowl. Uh, Which is why we're smiling and laughing already. We're talking already about having fun playing Blood Bowl. So that's what we want to talk about tonight. I've invited on three lovely people, all of whom I know, to have fun in their Blood Bowl. That's a, a paramount and important thing to them. So I want to talk about that because too often we perhaps talk, particularly here, about what's the best setup and what's happening with the meta and how do we grind out the sweaty try-hard wins that we're all looking for and don't get me wrong i still believe that what i ask a lot of people who say i want to have more fun with my blood bowl what they mean what they often mean is you know an extra five or ten percent win percentage would really make it more fun for them but there is other types of fun there are other ways of having fun but when we all started playing blood bowl we thought it looked really fun Chainsaws, goblins, balls flying around, elves doing ludicrous things, orcs on a pitch, playing American football. That sounds fun. Not just funny, but fun. So, I want to talk to some people about exactly that, and see, is there still fun when you're playing lots of Blood Bowl? Does that disappear, and how do you try and keep hold of it? Because I still have fun, I still find it funny, and I still have fun. Um, but people are surprised by that. They think I'm a sweaty tryhard. I've got accused of that many, many times. Yesterday, I'll, full disclosure, I went to a tabletop tournament. I played four games of real-life Blood Bowl. And I went to have fun. A friend of mine runs it. He's been on this show, Tom Lein, Leinster. Um And of the three he runs in London every year, one always has what he calls the crazy rule set. So this time we could have two mutations, whatever team you were taking, and if you went down the tiers, you could get more mutations. So everything was mutating. Obviously, there was no dwarves or chaos dwarves. Some of you will consider that fun all by itself um, because of the prevalence of claw. But there was lots and lots of fun, silly builds. I decided it would be fun for me to exploit and break his rule set. So I took Underworld. Uh, I took Creek because he'd ruled every megastar except Creek out. <laughs> And because I have a figure of Creek to use that I was never going to get to use otherwise, because he'll never be seen again now. And also, you could take a legendary lineman, and I have a fantastic figure of Ripley uh, dressed in the alien loading frame apparatus that has never seen play either. And so I could take a legendary lineman with Dirty Player Plus Two and Sneaky Git, and I thought Ripley would be the perfect figure as my legendary lineman. woman. So I was having fun with some of the figures I would never play with otherwise, a rest- roster I've never played before. And I thought, everyone else seems to be having fun with Underworld. Let's see if I find that fun. So I arrived and found out that Underworld had been dropped to Tier 1 from Tier 2, which is a definitely needed nerf that I'm 100% behind, instantly costing me a mutation. Uh, the secondary, which I had guard on my goblin, which I thought, that sounds fun. I've faced mm. that, and it is loads of fun. Um, and uh, something else. Oh, yeah, a two-headed lime rat uh, was the mutation I lost. And a primary. Um, so I took a wrestle off one of my line rats. So I lost three skills instantly, um, and yet Underworld was still fine. They really don't need to be Tier 2. They were completely balanced at Tier 1. That's absolutely fine. Um, and I thought we'd just have some fun, and Creek was terrible, which you sort of expect with a board and chain against anyone that knows what they're doing. Um, but we I did ultimately come down in Game 4 on the top table to a 3-plus with re-roll to win the tournament, and it went down. And I didn't make it. I didn't find that particularly fun. But obviously I'd had loads of luck to have reached that point in the tournament. So was I having fun? Was the day fun? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But perhaps if I'd lost game one and hence had no chance, I drew game one and then came back with two wins. And if I'd won the <laughs> third tournament because of the bonus points, I'd have been 3-1-1, uh, 3-1-0 and I'd have won. The guy that won um, obviously then was, uh, we drew in the final game, so he was 3-1-0 and there was one other on 3-1-0. And he beat him on tiebreakers. So it was fun competing hard, I enjoyed the tournament, but perhaps if I'd lost and not been, you know, knowing I could still have a shot, perhaps I'd have relaxed and had more fun. Perhaps some people do. When I looked around the room, it didn't seem like loads of people were having more fun than me. And when you you see a photo of people enjoying Blood Bowl, there they are concentrating with those huge smiles not on their faces. So let's talk to some people about fun. Where am I going wrong? How can I increase my fun? Is it my fault? Am I just got a bad attitude and I should be having more fun? <laughs> so I've invited lots of people on. Firstly, I want to say hello to brand new on the show. We have Eldritch Fox. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Well, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How's your day been?
3: Very nice indeed, thank you. I have uh, most of it in the garden. I was talking to you a horrible lot. And yeah, well, it's all good.
2: I'm glad you've come on in. Um I've got you on because someone told me you organise fun tournaments where you make other people have fun.
3: (laughs) We do like to have fun in our tournaments.
2: Okay, so, I mean, like the tournament I went to yesterday, did that sound like a fun rule set? Is that the sort of thing you do? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And how do people respond? Um,
3: The tournament of, say, 20 people, realistically, it's going to be three, four people that can win it. Uh, The other 16 people. What's their gold? What are they going to go to that tournament for? They're going to go to enjoy themselves, They're going to go to see their mates, pull some dice, and have a laugh. Essentially, i lean into that. So I ran a tournament in February called the Pissed Up Terry Testimonial, which is named after a goblin hooligan from my local tabletop league who uh, was being was being retired. That's all footballers do when they retire; they have a testimonial. And essentially, everyone had to wear a silly hat. No, they didn't have to. If you wore a silly hat to the tournament, but a free reroll. You're forcing anyone to be silly, you might as well be silly.
2: Okay, yeah. So and no one's going to, even the sweatiest tryhard's going to think, I, I need a hat for this.
3: Exactly. You're sat in a room with 30 other people all wearing silly hats. It's a bit hard to be a tryhard at that point, really.
2: Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Exactly.
3: The Do, whole... are, are
2: there people that... that sort of actively lean in or ask for certain things or sort of go beyond what you (laughs) imagine.
3: My uh, longtime time collaborator and friend um, come up with a lot of rule sets together and I have to rein him in normally. He's going, let's have exploding balls, let's have chickens coming on the pitch, you know. Let's throw all the crazy at it and see what sticks. And I thought, well, let's have half the crazy this time and the other half next time.
2: and does anyone it moan? Do you get moaners that go, oh, if only this was just four skills and I games workshop was, tiering?
3: No, or... you're know, we you, you coming to it, having read the ruleset, you ask for feedback afterwards, and people say, oh, that was a bit much, or this was a bit, you know. But generally, you know what you're getting into when you come to it, so the has got mighty below plus two, the ground's got mighty below plus two, you know.
2: And where, where, where does the inspiration for the, the rule sets come from? Is it just literally just the craziest thing you can think of? or
3: It's mostly from the fluff in the rule books. Uh, particularly the old CIP rule book, the Ice Pelt, Hammerblow one, had all the fluff in. And all the team descriptions had um, facts about that race or that team. So for Goblins, for example, he said, Goblins like wearing silly hats and singing lewd songs. So in my mind, brilliant. We all wear silly hats. <laughs>
2: but but so no no extra anyway. points for a lewd song.
3: No, not this time.
2: Maybe. How much time. when you're organising that sort of thing? How much does actually yeah. tiering the races bother you? Does it? Is it a big factor? Because I mean, obviously some fun things are going to balance or unbalance or whatever. Is it? I,
3: I do try and still tier, <clears> and <throat> similar to Games Workshops tiering. Obviously, Orcs aren't tier 2 the tier one. But I do. I tier how many star player points you get for skills. I do it, um, rather than having six skills, you might have 40 star player points. So you can give someone two skills, but it's gonna cost you more each time. Yeah, and um, yeah, people try and fake it. They can, uh, I don't know, most people are having fun.
2: And do people turn up having, I mean, do, is the understanding of the rule set is it there? Do you get a crowd that come along knowing and they've most, built right, or do oh, you have to really check those rosters?
3: Most of the times, absolutely fine. Occasionally, afterwards, people go, "That was just too much going on." You had <laughs> you had uh, an ogre invading the pit. You had exploding balls. <laughs> you had a weird weather table. You had a weird kickoff table. It's too much crazy to keep track off in a two and a half hour game or two hours. So you know, I do have to aim in.
2: Yeah. Well, well, okay. What's the biggest regret? Have you tried Giants, for example? I'd, I'd yeah. love to hear us tell of Giants. <laughs>
3: Giants are awesome. Went to a tournament in Bromley where every team got a giant. Right, you know it's it's uh um a big roadblock in the middle of the pitch. They can't
2: move around very much because they're so big. And big. The two big but, to move, yes, and they have a facing, don't they?
3: Have a facing, so essentially they take up four squares like the old big guys used to. The rear four squares behind them, they have no no tackle zone in. Right, um. A mighty below plus two, and uh, it makes things go away quite quickly,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, we, as yeah. we've learned in this rule set, plus two it tends to do that, doesn't it?
3: That's a good tournament. That one, I got to the top table and drew against orcs, and uh, essentially, because I took ogres with the giant, I had lots of mighty blow, couldn't hurt the orcs, and uh, he couldn't hurt me either, so essentially, it was a, it was a draw on the top table. There we are.
2: And yep, sometimes the draw just isn't good enough, is it? It drops you to third or something and table two goes past you and the person that was already ahead stays ahead, of course. Um, um... What's your biggest regret? You said there's sometimes, you know, the rule sets, people go, oh, hang on, that's a bit far. What have you brought in that you think, yeah, perhaps wouldn't do that? What's too far?
3: Ah. Uh, The ground having mighty blow, probably. In an ogre-themed tournament, they're playing on top of a mountain, they're playing on a solid rock you're playing with a team with Mighty Blow, so essentially now all of your Ogres or minotaurs or whatever have now got Mighty Blow plus two, essentially. Right. kind of It swings the balance a bit too far.
2: That's interesting, because quite a lot of kick-off tables for some of the other rule sets and some of the other um, pitches, if you use the pitch rule sets, do bring in uh, you know, an extra hard ground that adds plus one to it. And, of course, yeah, you yeah. just allowed me to seamlessly segue to something we were talking about a little bit before the show opened, um, which is you're going to run a gutter bowl, aren't you? Yes, that's tomorrow. going to be fun.
3: Uh,
2: but doesn't that uh, have exactly yeah. that plus one when you hit the ground? Yes,
3: but that's fine. Essentially, it's two teams of people pouring out of a pub, pissed up, and pretending to play blood bowl. If you and I went down to the uh, local park and pretended we we're playing Arsenal versus Spurs or something, it wouldn't be very good. It's exactly no. the same thing. There'd be, be, be violence. Would be violence. Yeah, but you know. Uh, um, Gutterball is exactly that It's two teams of Well you think they can play the sport but can't If they fall over they get more likely to get hurt
2: Now I want to do a show holding the NAFS feet to the fire a tiny bit As well as looking into mm-hmm. their storied history And the great services they also do do But I believe they said Oh the eight week rule is in place now, I don't know what the eight-week rule is, but I'm guessing they didn't want anyone to run Gutter Bowl for eight weeks whilst they thought about it or something. Oh, Does that bother you? Or you?
3: No, cause as soon as Games Workshop announced they were releasing it, we put in the tournament to the NAF, saying so we're going to run this. We put it in a Street Bowl, which was one of the NAF variants. Yep. And then as soon as Gutter Bowl was accepted by the NAF, so can we just moved. change that one from a Street Bowl to a Gutter Bowl? Yeah, no problem.
2: Excellent. Yeah. And have you found that before? Is there a bit of rule set that NAF have gone, of course you can, but it, it, it's not Blood Bowl.
3: Yeah, every team getting a free ogre said we could do it, of course, and you could have NAF uh, be NAF sanctioned tournament, but it'll count as a specialist tournament rather than a if Blood Bowl tournament.
2: Did that bother you this or anyone problem. else? Why? Why does it matter?
3: Okay, some people care about their NAF ranking. Does it really matter? Some
2: people don't know they've got a NAF ranking. <laughs> exactly. I suspect quite a lot of people.
3: You know, I enjoy uh... a competitive level. i enough championships to go to the UK, to Generally finish in the top quarter. Is that okay? So,
2: that? so you can still be competitive and have fun. Yeah. That's a possibility, well, isn't yeah. it? Of course it is it? How do you marry those two concepts?
3: Do you accept you're playing a ridiculous game? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and essentially, you're just uh, toy soldiers, the goblins and orcs and whatever else.
2: Well, I was going to yeah. throw this around later, but it, it's worth just maybe dropping now on that note. Um, Kay Fogt, as he's sometimes known, or my friend Cor, I was talking mm-hmm. to him about this episode and he said I should have invited him on. And I said, look, the last thing you ever do is have fun playing Blood Bowl. I mean, you, you maybe me laugh at what the other people are doing against you. I've seen you find that very funny. But don't, people don't think of you as there's a man who's really enjoying it. And of course, he said to me, oh, <laughs> dude, um, and then chuckled at how stupid I was, which he does all the time, because compared to him, we're all stupid. And he pointed <laughs> out that to him, he thinks actually there's some people who he knows are trying really hard to move up the ranking. And he thinks what they're missing is they've stopped having fun. And he said, if you're not enjoying that, if that's not coming to you, then actually it really limits some of your possibilities. Um, so um, mm-hmm. that, I want to throw that out: is actually having fun? Can it be part of trying hard? Does it? Are they mutually exclusive or not? Am I setting up a false dichotomy here? Um, Gloat, you were uh, talking about having fun and doing crazy things. You famously, of course, at Thrud, uh run the table where four people play doc bowl, or, or, I mean, I know what the kids call doc. Right. Presumably, it's not that.
0: Okay, so the first five rounds are now dimmeret, which is basically a dungeon delve uh blood bowl game. Oh, okay. So you fight your way I'm my background originally was A D. So I was asked I was asked to rewrite the rules for Dimmerip um a couple of years ago prior to um prior to Thread. So basically of course I, I, I wrote it as a D&D module. So the adventurers come in, they fight their way down to the bottom they rescue the princess or in this case a ball and then they fight their way out again. Okay? Um So we play that, and the bottom four coaches in every round are invited to play dimmerip instead of playing... uh, So it's a variant. It's not recognised by the NAF or anybody else, but it is a variant. Um, So they're invited to play that. Um, and it's a little bit of light relief. And I've only ever had one guy refuse to play it, and he refused to play three times, and that was because he was in for most casualties, so we were losing his games, but he was smashing his opponents. Right. So I can perfectly—I'm not going to name him because Beard from um, Tier <laughs> Three will get upset if I do. But um, but yeah, he refused to play on three occasions, and to be honest, I don't blame him. He was—he was up for most. He said, and he, he was perfectly fine. He said, "Look, mate, I'd love to come." I said, "That's all right, mate. I'd love to come have fun to-
2: with you, but I'm busy being competitive."
0: There's another 125 people in this room, and to be fair, another 100 of those have come and play. And to be fair, 100 of them would have done. Yeah, I've never had a shortage of it. So, yeah, it is is it it is a bit of fun. It's it's um You come in, like I say, you fight your way to the bottom. There are Tomb Guardians, of course, because all Dungeons have to have monsters. So you right. have to fight fight your way past the Tomb Guardians and exploding chests. You know, I'm, I'm nothing if I don't plagiarise. So... um. You find the ball, but then you have to leave, but you can't leave through the door that you entered. You have to leave through somebody else's door. Okay. Um, you can't go in through... It's the same as most ad So you're probably going to have to get past to their team to do that. So, so yeah, they've got to guide their door while looking for the ball. You've got to try and find your way out. And... Um, We use a system which somebody told me, when I said to them, oh, this is what I'm going to do, they went, oh, yeah, that's straight from, and named another game system. Is it Flintlock or something like that, where I have a bag with with, uh, markers in. So you pull a marker in and it'll be the green player. So the green player gets to move. Now, the next marker might be the green tomb guardian, or it might be the red tomb guardian, or it might be the red player. So you take these markers out and you lay them down so you can see who's been. So you can sort of structure your turn a little bit. Right, But then of course at the end of the turn All eight markers go back in, the bag gets checked up And then we start again So you might get two turns in a row There might be eight or nine turns before you get another turn mm. um, And as I say It is basically, and we say to guys Look, this is for fun And if we four were playing it, the way it would work is Let's say you escape with the ball And you go out through Eldrich Fox's door Your class has beaten him 1-0 And we're me and your other fella there um, Stig Hardcore Stig uh, a a class does draw drawing nil-nil, and casualties count towards your tournament scoring. Because at Thred we only use uh, we only use tiebreakers at the end of the tournament, so you know it doesn't make a difference round by round what your what your casualty score is. Absolutely, or your touchdown.
2: Okay, um, Don't dumb, worry, yeah. I have got the ability to mute the mic if needs be, and I will be bringing you in imminently. I promise. <laughs>
0: I've oh,
2: just said three times time my dad. <laughs> seriously Three times in though. <laughs> Glo, of course, very welcome oh, back on the show. Uh, lovely to have you here. Now, when I asked you on, you said, of course I should come on, I'm fun. Now, yes, like a potential partner, that. that the first thing they say to you is, you'll love me, I'm kooky. I instantly thought...
0: I'm the little bit of a- yeah.
2: This is a red flag. Someone that describes themselves as fun. So you're fun. How are you fun, Glo? Outside of running the the fun part of Thread Bowl, where people compete to be the worst player possible, so they get a chance to have fun on your game.
0: Well, I'd say I'd say 176 games of competitive Goblin play in NAF ranked tournaments probably qualifies <laughs> me in fun rather than rather than your die hard try hard. And and looping round to something you said earlier about is, can you have fun and get better? Hmm. I honestly yeah. believe you can. Many, many years ago, when I first started, I mean, my first tournament was '97. A lot of people tell you that's not right because, according to the NAF, it was 2007. I played tournaments pre-NAF. Yeah, '97 Grand Is this Tournament. Such a according- thing? Yes, yeah. Not, not according to some people, but, but. Uh, so about 2010, I was okay. I was doing okay. I was. 10th or 12th in the country with Dark Elves, I was getting good results, I was finishing 3rd, finishing 4th a lot of the time, hence the Glow Worm Award, uh, when you can't win a tournament, you just create an award that you can win and then win it, and then I didn't win it for years, um, and I went to a tournament with Undead, which at the time were, as they still are to some extent now, a powerhouse of a team, yes. you're expected to, yeah, went and I literally got my arse handed to me. I won the first game, something like 5-1 against Ogres, and I thought, brilliant, I'm on. I'm going to win the whole thing here, yeah, this is tied on. And I got what I call uh, dice bias. I thought, yep, yeah, no problem at all, it doesn't matter what I do. And the next four games, I got absolutely destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. The dice hated me, my own models tripped up when they weren't even touching them, you know. Um, it was just it was just a nightmare. I won the last game against a guy who, who honestly wasn't bothered. He got to the eight where his first tournament, it was game six. He was sat with his arm over the back of the chair watching the TV rather than playing. And I got in the car and I moaned. It was over in, it was the precursor for the uh, Welsh Open. It was called the oh, Casneward Cup and it was running the, a pub called the Dodger in Brand, which is quite a rough pub to be fair. Okay. And we, we were driving back home an hour to Wiltshire and I was moaning about this. Oh, I should have and I did. And I had this real sense of entitlement. I know, it did, and this is not the guy you know now, and this is why. I Had this real sense of entitlement and I had a, game with me, a guy in the car called Gaz He's he's long gone from the scene now. He used to be, a, he used to play ogres all the time, and his exact uh, philosophy was: Go to a tournament, lose your first game, then you can just have five games of fun. The pressure's off if you lose your first game. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: that, that's Absolutely. true to some degree.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he was saying to me, he said, "Oh, you know, blah blah blah. You know what your problem is? You feel that you should have got something." I'm like, "You're damn right, I should have got something." I will play Undead, and I'm a good player. I said, You're damn right I should have got something. And he said, you can't win anything. You can't even win a Stunty Cup. And I went, I could win a Stunty Cup. And he went, no, you couldn't. I went, I could win a Stunty Cup. And he went, no, you couldn't. You don't even play stunties." I said, right, I'll play stunties for the whole year, with the exception of the World Cup, which was 2011, Amsterdam. I'd already decided I were playing Dark Elves there. Um, I said, with the exception of the World Cup, I'll play stunties the whole year. And we're... 12 years later, 170 odd games with them later. And when I step away from stunters, I've won a couple of NAF tournaments. And I genuinely believe that is because when you play stunters, if you're trying to play, you can enjoy them. They're fun. You expect to lose. If you get a draw, it's a win. Um, but also, it teaches you a lot. It teaches you. And, and one of the great things about Blood Bowl is you have to learn to lose before you can learn to win. If you can't lose at Blood Bowl, then you're never going to win. No matter how good you are, you are never going to win.
2: That was a quote from you already dropped in the chat, so you are repeating yourself, um, by Day yep. Day, who said that's the greatest thing you ever taught him. Um, and Day yep. Day certainly learned to lose and has recently, at the Bang Average Chicken Bell 2, learned to win. So congratulations, learned Day Day. Learned to win, yeah. Said it at the Congrats. time. Um, fine young man and a fine young coach. I'm not surprised to see you up at the top of the rankings on a tournament. And uh, yep. you know, I hope we'll see you up there again.
0: Um, I expect great things from him at Thrib this year as well. I also agree fair. that
2: goblins, you know, I mean, I play a lot of goblins, as as is known, but disputed by the Yud Lugger. Um, and i found the same. Not only do I find them really fun to play and it takes a lot of the pressure off, um, but you yep. learn loads so you can't get your positioning wrong. You know, you have to know the, the go moment. You have to know when yes. actually that drives over. You know, you may have those many pieces left, but it's over. Or hang on, now play, it's got time a few to pieces left, game. but it isn't over. Um, and you, yep. you really need to know those as goblins, or you're going to get wiped. out. you
0: get your timing off. right? this is the time where I mark everybody up and I commit. Yeah. Or this is the time that I move everybody off to the side of the pitch and I let you go. Or this yeah. is the time that I put a cloud defensive.
2: I'm going to lose four it, goblins this term, but it's going to win me the game. So that this yeah, is the turn. That, but exactly. if I'd done it last term, I'd do. just have lost four goblins. So, yeah, it's...
0: That's the great joy about tournament play. Uh, turn six, turn seven, turn eight of the second half, you can throw your goblins into the meat grinder because they're coming back the next game anyway. Absolutely. They're absolutely fine. You know what I mean? League play slightly different. Uh, I find goblins much more challenging in a league environment than they're doing a, in, a, in a tournament environment because you've got to try and keep them alive um, and because you've got to try and get some skills, whereas you can't just go, oh, look, I'll just give my troll this because I've got this. Uh, but no, I certainly believe that if you play a fun team and you learn how to lose, so the pressure's off. The pressure's off, and as I say, I've been to I've been to NAF tournaments. I've won Naff tournaments. I've got NAF shields downstairs. Two different races as well, so it's not one trick pony. I'm a two trick pony. But um, but yeah, I honestly believe that you can do both. And and anybody that's played me, and I'm sure there are people in the chat now hovering over their keyboards. My first question at the end of the game is: Did you enjoy that? That's more important to me. Not well done, you one two nil, or I'm sorry, I diced your and one one nil. Did you enjoy that? Because it's a game, and the whole concept of the game is to have fun. And if you're not having fun, put it away and go and play chess.
2: But I mean, the answer some- is: if I've won, I've enjoyed myself, and if I haven't, I yeah. haven't. Isn't it? Isn't that? Isn't that clear and obvious?
0: Well, well maybe it is to you. Maybe it
2: is. I, I am playing Devil's Avocado. I have enjoyed some I, draws.
0: Yeah, I, I can name two or three games, two or three outstanding games. Uh, in my top five games, one is at a three-all draw against Halflands, and one is getting pitch cleared by Dwarves in the second half, and then getting pitch cleared by the same Dwarves, uh, sorry, in the first half, and then getting pitch cleared by the second, but in the second half by the same team. I was pitch cleared twice by the same player with the same team in the same game. And in the second half, I was actually cheering for. I went. I was still playing. I was still trying to dodge away. Still trying to protect my guys. Yeah. But it became obvious by about turn four or five that with two goblins and a troll left on the pitch against a fully functioning dwarf team, this is going to go nowhere quick. Mm. And at that point, I started cheering for my opponent. And to be fair, he did it. And, and kudos to him for that. And we enjoyed it. And we had a laugh, and he bought me a pint. So yeah, free because, pint.
2: Because it gets asked of me a lot. People often ask. About the Chalice final where I played Andy Davo and he won his first yep. Chalice uh, in Bud Bowl 2. Uh, I, I think because that. he ruthlessly promotes it on YouTube, um, and so lots of people seem to have seen it, so it gets mentioned to me quite a lot. And people ask did I enjoy it, and so I've had a lot of chance to think about that particular game and whether I enjoyed it. And the answer is yes, I did. I enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed playing Andy a lot. He's a great competitor and a great coach, and I enjoyed playing the game. I enjoyed the whole game, including overtime. I didn't enjoy how it ended, of course. Uh, I would rather it ended differently. Um, And it's those ones that stick with me. It's never the wins, is it? It's the losses that stick with you. Ever the bridesmaid. But Uh, I still enjoyed the game. I I still wouldn't trade that experience um, except for the same experience with me winning it. And it's the same as as this weekend where I lost the tournament on a three-up. I still had to get to that point in the tournament. But you don't that. remember
0: dead at that point. You remember failing the 3 No,
2: but I know it's there somewhere, Glo. I know yeah, it all yeah. happened. There must have been yeah, good luck yeah. moments yeah. where I didn't yes, deserve what happened. There, there
0: um, absolutely was, and I weren't even there, and I can tell you for a fact there absolutely was. And there were times when you just looked at your opponent and thought, that should never have worked out the way yeah, that it has, but yeah, I'll take it, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, like I say, the, the, end, of, the end of the day, the, the games that I find most frustrating are the games where I do something... That I know is wrong, and that ruins it for me, because now my opponent's just got a walkover, and, and now it's not. It, and, and no matter how many times when people can sit there, and I know you're a dwarf coach. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to fall down that road.
2: How
0: dare you? I'm an elf coach. The, the the amount of people that go, oh yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, oh I got it easy. It's a walkover, and that's not fun for anybody. No. It's not fun for anybody. I'd rather, lose a t- I'd rather lose a close game than win one where I'm just rolling fives and sixes and he's rolling ones and twos, you know.
2: And, no, and- We are literally 30 <laughs> minutes in, and we've yet to hear a sound from my lovely third guest. So I do have to talk to him now, Glo. We will come back to you in a minute. Um, Stig, hello. Welcome to One World, One Blood Bowl. Lovely to have you here.
4: Yeah. Quite happily being entertained by the other two, so...
2: Um, you are hardcore are Stig, aren't you? Yes Because I've had um, Stig on, so you are I, I almost called you Stig too, but of course you are hardcore Stig
4: Yeah, and as I said earlier um, Because everyone calls me Stig I, I have repeatedly threatened to find him and play him for the name <coughs> If he's available early tournament
2: and What but if it's, a, lose what it's but... a draw? Do you both just go by Wendy from then on or something, is that?
4: I, th- I think he just goes by there, and I'll just go by quarter at that point and find another stick somewhere, a third one.
2: Now, it may seem crazy to some people that I've invited you on, um, but I have, because obviously I hear you are part of the, the Geordie World Cup bit, so let's just briefly touch base with that. Is it, is it still going on since Pipey announced it on this very show?
4: It is and um he threw mine and walker's name out there, um, into the wild, which I, I don't think either was expecting, but we didn't mind. Um, what has been nice, there's a few people from the community reached out to us as well and said, if you need a hand, you know, we're up for it. Um, as it stands right now, we're gonna go to the World Cup. Um and I think at least half of the idea is to speak to those guys afterwards and go um, give us all the reasons we shouldn't do it. But, uh, we we're fully understanding that this is a huge, huge undertaking. But fingers crossed, we would like to get it back into the country because, I mean, let's be honest here, we do have a massive scene. Um, We do have the NAF World Cup, sorry, the NAF Tournament Championship. We have UKTC. We have the Welsh Open. You know, there's big events over here, and there's definitely a passion for it. So, yeah, why not get you up north?
2: And, of course, you could uh, celebrate and embolden the Geordie people and the Geordie nation with Newcastle as its rightful centre. You could you could be that, that figurehead for the Geordies. That must make you so proud. To your very core, Steve.
4: Yes, yes. It's 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 right the way to my Geordie core. That um, When I took the black and white stripe with little blue dark teeth, the uh, David Tational, a little bit of me died inside every time. Um, because I might be from the other river.
2: You are, of course, a backup, aren't you?
4: I'm born and bred. Uh, Shirt uh, wearing the... and season ticket holding.
2: I may be one of the few people, I I did a lot of work in both Sunderland and Newcastle, and I'm a big fan of both towns. Um, Whereas Middlesbrough, I have no reason why it exists. I I can't name you a reason that town still has people in it.
4: I've lived in Middlesbrough as well, and um, I've I've got some friends there, but I'm never living there again.
2: It's a hole. I'm sorry, it's a hole. I've got friends there. I wish they'd leave. It's a hole.
4: There's no weather in Middlesbrough. That was the thing I found disturbing.
2: And you've got Durham, beautiful. Got Newcastle, yep. Sunderland, vibrant, exciting cities. Or you've got a chemical smog that looks like the Coronation Street um, intro from the 1980s. I mean, why choose that, really? Ask yeah, if you're in Habitat. Of course, if you're born in Middlesbrough and you're really cross, I think it's horrible. I, I'm just sorry for you. It's not hate, it's pity. It's just pity. Um, I've invited you on not to talk about the World Cup, where I imagine we will get people sweating and trying hard. Although I have to say, the team I'm going with, we've just decided we all just want to go and have fun and experience it. We're, we, you know, we're not yeah. trying to be super competitive. We're not trying to be stupid, but we're just going to go and have some fun for three days rolling dice. So presumably, yeah. you see the World Cup as that as a big fun event, or as a is it super competitive in your head?
4: Yeah, um, basically the team I'm going with, we've got a couple of stunty teams, but in there for a laugh. Um, I'm taking Neko just because I just wanted Neko team. Um, I'm in no illusions that our team's going to win it or be in anywhere near the top. So, and I think it's been mentioned already, if you know you're not not going to win it, then the only reason you've got to be going to a tournament is for the the pleasure of it and for the enjoyment. So you've got to go there and just relax. You're not going to win every game. You're not even going to have a great game. There can be some games you want to flip that table. But you just don't take it seriously because unless you're sitting in that top 5%, this has got to be about just, the pleasure of it. You work however many days a week and this is your relaxation. The fact that you do it over a table with some models, it's the same as somebody else going to, you know, they play tennis or golf or whatever else. This is how you wind down and how you enjoy yourself.
2: Yes. I mean, I've always said, you know, it's a joke I've told on this show before that um, I think big tournaments should be sponsored by the NHS. Most of us in that room need to get out of the house for the weekend. Um, It's done us all the power of good just to not be on the same sofa or whatever. Um, and, you know, increasingly I realise the older I get, the less I'm kidding about that. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Stig, uh, been longing to do so for a while. This year at the UKTC, I played you, and you gave me a lovely present, which is now proudly in my Blood Bowl drawer, which is just down here to my side. So I've grabbed it. That's you, sir, isn't it? That is me. see if I can get it into focus. There we are. That is the hardcore Stig, as he sat opposite me at the UKTC. Uh, he, he did look like that uh, quite briefly in the second half where I briefly had two dice turns of luck. <laughs> Thinking back on that game, um, we, we had a draw. So as I sat down, I'll confess my team sort of patted me on the back, looked at the big man in the wrestler's outfit and said, we, we're banking on you for a point here, Dave. <laughs> um, early in the first half, he managed to break through. He brought a team, not only was he dressed as a wrestler, his entire team, the only skill he'd taken on them was wrestle, which had picked Imperial ability. which start with four wrestle. So once he added wrestle onto everything else, I think there was only one <laughs> or two pieces. I think his, his blitzers were uh, yeah But everything else was wrestle. I, and you I, um... look, look at that and you think, well, that's not going to be difficult then, is it? This is someone who's brought terrible skills and is dressed as a wrestler. And I've been asking myself ever since, in the first half, you broke through my defences, I had the ball... Uh, and I was on high off, so you know I could dodge away on a 2+. And normally I'd have probably brought someone back to cover the fail. And I genuinely think I thought, it'd be alright, he's a team that's got all wrestle. If it fails, I'll I'll be able to sort that out. And of course, I snaked the dodge off. Uh, and you picked the ball up and scored. And I spent the entire the rest of the game fighting tooth and nail with everything I could to coach to get it to the point where we drew at the end. And I was very, very lucky to get that draw. Um, did I underestimate you do you think because um, you were there to have fun I, I mean
4: don't get me wrong I was there to have fun I was still hoping to get uh, I think the record I always look for you know yeah. I feel like I've broken even because the other thing as well no matter how much fun I want to be it's, it's kind of like Glowworm says you don't want to roll over game that's not fun yeah. so you're still there to be competitive you're there to, to give somebody a game um I think that what really frustrated me.
2: We just lost your mic there. What really um, frustrated people was, and then we lost it. No. It's like the life was, of Brian. What,
4: what really frustrated me was that they were so boring to play with. Right. Um, I mean, Nabaldi's a negative team. <laughs> oh,
0: he's gone.
2: You've gone again, Stig, I'm afraid. Um we lost your ability as a, a negative mate. team. They are. I mean, they're just yeah. hateful. Um, but against something that can move around like elves, there should be also no problem. Against something like dwarves or orcs, you can really, as long as you don't get knocked off the pitch, you can just stop them dead. And then they, yeah. they really have a struggle as to what the hell they're going to do about it. Um, so you didn't enjoy playing them. I, I enjoyed the
4: games. The chart I just hated the team. Yeah. Um, they're in a box with under uh, old world alliance now to never be seen again. <laughs> Ooh!
2: Does that mean it's a one and done with the wrestler outfit?
4: Um, that that outfit's several years old. Actually, I've worn it at several other events. So, um, okay.
2: we're talking black. Bowl even, events, or is there a sort
4: of no, no? it's been a music festival. Been oh, to um, yeah, no, none of those events. I don't wear that mask. A different okay. one for that. Um, dogging. Dogging you yes, I was masterful. sort of
2: subtly hinting, but let's just let's just say it out loud. Why not, eh? Do you go to kinky sex parties dressed as a wrestler? Take that. Is that what you're doing?
4: No, no, no. Purely dressed as a maid for those parties.
2: Good. Clarity, it's important, Glow. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. It's that That. I think that's one of the other things as well. There's there's some teams that you play in Blood Bowl that you're never going to enjoy playing with. But for example, I'm, I'm running for the 29, so I know I have to turn up with them. And right. again, it's one of them things of I've got two options. I can either grind through those teams for a tournament and just hate, or I can there and try and enjoy the game. You know, chat to the opponent for a few days. I wouldn't normally try some stupid things. You know, whatever it happens to be, just relax and embrace the fact that otherwise this is going to be soul crushing.
2: No, I mean, it was quite a tough UKTC for me. I ended up with, I think, one win, four draws, a, a loss, or something like that. And yet, the draw against you, I think, was the most fun game I had. I thought we actually had quite a laugh during the game, which was really noticeable to me. There was a really good atmosphere to it, despite it being a, a very try-hardy game to try and get that back from the you know, the error earlier. Um, I really enjoyed it. Did you find, again, that the, the, the whole visible, I'm dressed as a wrestler, I brought a wrestling team, did it provoke a good response to the people you're facing, was it?
4: It did. It was almost like everyone comes down with a bit of a laugh as you first turn up. Um, and obviously, I think you've got some sweets in that as well. So, you know, you've, you've made a nice rife in the off. But it's that thing as well that I think everybody knew I wasn't taking it that seriously. So if things went well, they weren't upset with it. You know, if I've if diced them in some way, they weren't upset with it because they knew it was going to come back round. And at the same point, if things were going badly for me... You know, I didn't get down on it.
2: Yeah, so it's, 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 oh, sorry, we lost you a tiny bit there as well. So, yeah. again, it's that armor of I'm having fun here. So, even if it's not going well, I'm still having a laugh. I've led <laughs> into a meme for the whole weekend. People enjoy playing me. me. What, what, what a great experience. experience. Making yeah. some tough roles easier to deal with, you think? and...
4: Because um, again, I'm not sitting there going, oh, I'm top table, I'm trying to win this. So I don't care if I get diced every now and then. You know, if I, if I had that one in nine twice in a row, who cares? I'm still there, still enjoying myself, still got a beer in hand, still sitting across somebody, having a chat and a laugh. And I've got my team there as well, who are all in the same boat. And I'm sure you saw, we were up and down, having a bit of chat and griefing each other. Yeah, That's part of what is me, is that that's why I like UKTC, especially. It's a team tournament, so you're not suffering on one of if you like.
2: It. Yeah, it's interesting, the UKTC. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like the Ryder Cup in that you see these people that are, you know, these fierce fighting individuals most of the time come together and actually joy in having a team around them and being on someone else's side and caring about someone else other than themselves. And then down the other end of the room, you've got people that are just literally there having a laugh with their mates. Um, but the UKTC is, you know, even the mates ones, they tend to play some damned fine blood bowl people that turn up to the UKTC. There's very, very few mugs there. Um, do we think having fun then can be part of being competitive or is it is it a separate issue? Are they linked?
3: Of course they're linked because you're keeping your score. Yeah. You, you, you want to win. You want to uh, sit down and come away as a winner because it's a nice feeling, but it's not the most important thing of the game. To Yeah. Uh, that balance yeah, I want to win but I also want to have a nice experience with the person that are opposite me. I want to um, enjoy the game, enjoy the silliness of the game where a goblin dodges into a cage, two guys up hills in War to Double Power dead. It's wonderful. It happens to me or oh, I do it, wonderful. And, and those things are what make the game come to life. Yeah.
2: And and looking for those moments, those enjoyable moments, rather than the winner moments. I mean, you know, they will usually get you the win as well, but there's obviously a. Yes,
3: of course, and you have to enjoy it when it happens to you. As much as when you do it, that is very important. Yeah, you have to accept that it's a bloody stupid game. And at some point, someone's going to go, "Yeah, the chance of this working about two and a half percent. Never mind, bosh, bosh, bosh. Done, and they do it and play. It's a. Upset about it. You've got to laugh and enjoy,
2: it, haven't you? It? If you can't laugh yeah, when a nine and a half percent play goes against you and somebody wins a challenge, <laughs> then I, why are you even playing Blood Bowl? Indeed,
0: I can't. I can't ever remember an example of that. To be fair, so, you know.
2: <laughs> I just uh, randomly picked a you know yeah, just the sort of the thing that might happen and that it, might tell yeah. some people.
0: I think I think the great thing in the UK as well, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this extends to other countries, is that when you look at tournaments, you sort of you get a feel for if they're going to be. The ultra competitive, uh, and 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 I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Some tournaments are just more competitive than others. UKTC being a prime example. Like you say, mugs don't turn up. At, well, I turned up at the uk tc so I'm the exception that proves the rule. But mugs don't. You, turn you just up finished telling
2: us how wonderful you are at Blood Bowl when you try.
0: I can be, I can be when I try. But uh, you look, you look at the rule set, Great. and you look at. Eldritch Fox's rule set, and you'll think, "Well, this is going to be a fun tournament." I'm not saying that guys aren't going to go and they're not going to compete and they're always going to try and do the best we all do, but they're going to do it in a slightly different way. Yeah, um, I run, I run, I run threadball, which we're trying to find a, a, a nice common ground between being competitive and being fun. You know, and I think we're mm. we're sort of getting there. We're not quite there yet, but we're sort of getting there. I also run a one day where there's no weather. Uh, and if you so the, the 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 premise was, I played in the tournament, and myself and another guy we were the only two stunted teams there. And in the last round, we actually drew against each other for the Stunted Cup. And we were playing in a blizzard, and it absolutely—he was playing halflings. It absolutely ruined his game. He couldn't do anything. Every time he went for a goal for it, he fell over and his halfling died. Um, you know, and, and, and by the I'd I find that lots by, of fun. Well, by the end of turn, turn three or turn four, I would two nil up. You know, and it ruined the game for both of us. I didn't enjoy it. It ruined the game for both of us. So when I decided to run my own tournament, my own one there, I said, right, you know, this, we're playing indoors. We're playing in the glow dome because, you know, modesty will prevail. Um, so if you roll, and what I did is I went through the old special play cards and pulled out loads of 50k cards and made lots of little photocopies of them. Uh, Laminated them and if you you started the game in perfect weather you didn't roll for weather but if at any point you rolled what used to be the old seven on the weather table changing weather which i know we believe is an eight and you both rolled a d6 and added add your fame and the one who rolled highest got a random 50k card and it could be anything it could be custard pie it was love potion it was loads of these little random and i ran that for three or four years and i only had one guy say that ruined my game that, that that card ruined my game. Uh, and it was 20 minutes into the last game, of the, and he came up and he said, I said, oh, what are you doing? He said, oh, we finished. We've decided to call it a draw. He drew a card that meant he could surf one of my ball centaurs, and it ruined my game, so I'm not playing anymore. And I'm like, Right, okay, fine. Thank you very much for your time. You've already paid your money, you're not getting your back, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I spoke to him later, and he said, Yeah, okay, I did throw my Teddy out the court a little bit. I'm not going to name them And I, I did, literally, I'm not going to name him this time. I did throw my Teddy out the court a little bit, and I said, That's fine. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that in that one circumstance, it might not have been the best thing that could have happened. But you could have also said, we're on table one, Ollie. Yeah, let's forget about these cards and we'll just play a normal game of Blood Bowl. And nobody, no organiser is ever going to say to you that's not, you know, they they might say that's not in the spirit Mm -hmm. of the game. But I don't think any organiser that's organised a fun tournament is ever going to say to you. I'd rather you know. I don't think that's fair, or you,
2: you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, yeah. I, I I think gangster has got did... a lot better since then. I I don't think it would happen just like that now. Um,
0: gangster never talking about
2: like talking about Thrubble. How do you take this then? I was at the tournament yesterday, uh, sitting outside afterwards, just having a, a beer with some of the lads that were there before we all dissipated to the various corners of London, this great yeah, metropolitan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, city that we live in, and uh, the subject yep. of the UKTC cropped up, and we were talking about it and how it's moved from April to the summer and where people are planning to go. um yep. I would hope to, but until I know my family's holiday is next year, I mean, a, a summer UKTC is very difficult to plan for, same with threadball and Then someone said, "Oh yes, they're on the same weekend, aren't they?" No. Of course, they were for about three weeks, but now the UKTC has moved to later in the summer. Yeah. And then someone sat there, and I, I, I won't say who but a very good-looking man with a beard, um, said, of course, they're not really the same people that go to Thread Bowl and the UKTC. I mean, the UKTC oh, is much more your try tryhards, and Thread Bowl's ma- much more for fun. I don't think there's a lot of crossover. There, and then think, we think, angrily think, debated think, that for a few minutes.
0: I think, I think there's probably 20 or 30 people that are crossover, and to be fair, I think those 20 or 30 people, if given to make the hard choice, would choose the UKTC. And I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Yourself, uh, Kay Fogged, Andy Davo, these are all people that have come to these are all people that have come to country. I mean, Andy Davo and Kay Fogd came when they were number one and number two in the world. They they often turned to put through a ball on you. You know, yourself, you are a good player. We get lots of we get lots of. I
2: am massively you know, overrated. Is it is it true to say, is it fair to say that, that there is an ethos behind Thread that is more about let's play some bad ball while we all have a lot of fun, raise money for charity, never- get together. Whereas the UKTC I'm, is, let's be a really competitive Blood Bowl tournament and hopefully everyone will come and have fun.
0: I will never take credit for this statement, but I wish I'd have said it. Somebody said, Thread Bowl is the Glastonbury of Blood Bowl. And I thought, that's it. You turn up on the Friday night, the camping's free, we have a Sevens event on the Friday night, or most of us sit around shooting the breeze, and we may have a tipple or two. Um, then we play on the Saturday. The auction's a massive thing, as I'm sure you're aware. We've got the online auction running now at, um which I'd like you to put in the show notes so but uh, but yeah, but we will, we run it and as I say when, because when, uh, Brett is it is it Brendan that runs UKTC? Pipey? Yeah, yeah. he came to us and said look we might have a problem next year guys the university has said this is the only weekend they can offer us and that's ball weekend and we as a committee sat down and we said right what are we going to do and we said well okay we wait, that's the first thing we do, we wait and we find out if there's a if there is definitely going to be a conflict, to be fair, I will say this now as one of the co-organisers for this year, we would have looked at moving through a ball. We would have looked at pushing it back a week and selling it as international cultures come over for the UK TC, spend a week in the UK, and then come to through a ball before you come go. Come and out.
2: sit in a field in Swindon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? I can think of no better field to sit in. But, but yeah, there, there you is a had a massive imagination
2: pain. failure there, Glowerman, well, unfortunately. Um,
0: no, I don't think so. I think it'd work a treat. But we, we, we And we it is very crossover. like
2: Glastonbury. If you stay long enough, then some point on the Sunday, a legend is going to just scream the house down.
0: Yeah, there is there is probably a crossover of 20, 30 coaches, maybe out of the 130 we've had. But to be fair, if we ran it the same weekend, and I'm going to say this, and this sounds really ballsy, I'll apologise. Well, I won't. Um, we sold out in three and a half hours. If we ran it the same weekend as UKTC, we would still sell 130 tickets, yeah, which absolutely. is our allocation. We may not do it in three and a half hours, but we would still sell out. Only Swindon
2: honestly... had bigger fields. Um, Eldridge, there's something I wanted to come back on you about. Talking about uh, about people trying hard at, at these fun events or having fun whilst trying hard and them not being actually that different. Are there people whose behaviour is very different at some of your more fun um, events than it is You know, if you have a more try-hard rule set? Do you sometimes do a, a more straight, try-hardy rule set? Do people
3: behave behave differently? Do they behave differently? (laughs) Uh, Behaviour is the same. Uh, I generally run two or three tournaments a year. which Two are wacky and one's a bit more straight-laced. But there's enough straight-laced tournaments in the UK. You need the wacky ones as well, you know. Um, (laughs) A few people locally who are quite try-hard. They will run... uh, Teams in the league which they are far too good with against new coaches because they want to win the league. Okay. That's what they want to do, but it's not fun for them or fun for their opponent, they're winning five nil, six nil. So they do bring that a little bit to the tournament scene. Um had one tantrum to deal with once. <coughs> it doesn't matter, does it, really? <laughs> Everyone else is having a
0: many.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think if someone's going to throw a tantrum, it's just going to happen, isn't it?
3: Yeah, exactly. So you just have to say, hey, "Look, twenty people here. We're all having fun. And have a sit down, have a cigarette, whatever you need to do. Five, ten minutes. Come back. We'll, we'll, we'll crack on with it." Okay. I think. You know, I think you're right as well.
4: Though. I think um, you you say there's a couple of wacky tournaments because everything's serious. I think that's great because you look at, for example, this year. It's very difficult to find a tournament that isn't the World Cup pack. Yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like everyone's trying hard for the World Cup for a year beforehand. Why? And that
3: takes a little bit of the like, fun out of not it. That exactly. exactly. Still Blood Bowl, Still you're still playing undead or orcs
2: or skaven or whatever.
3: Yeah. Because as Stig said, and I'm the same. That team twenty times, thirty, Surely 30 times. Surely, even if you're 30 30
2: trying to have fun, yeah. you also want to come away with fifty percent or higher, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's always my number one goal is if I can come away, you know, 2-2-2 or 3-0-3 or then that's okay. okay. I, right. I've, I'm at least even on the weekend. And when I play that and game, it gets me to the point where I can't be less games than games even. Off. I'm so chuffed. Yeah. So isn't everyone trying to just at least be competent whilst having fun? Isn't that important to the fun no. aspect? No, glow. I, I,
0: I
4: think there's,
2: there's nice a Go for it, glow, Sorry.
0: My, my three World Cups, I went three 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 with Dark Elves. I've never even come close to that with Goblins in the next two World Cups, and I regret... The only team I ever regret taking to a World Cup is Dark Elves. I'm
2: taking Dark I've Elves. Much more, no. I,
0: I, have much, I have much more enjoyed my time taking Goblins to a World Cup. And my advice to anybody that's going to the World Cup, and in, I know roster things, that, yeah, unless you genuinely believe that you are in the top 5%, you are going to have three days, and game three is a grind, Yeah. Take something you enjoy playing rather than something you think you might be able to be really ultra-competitive. Unless you're 100% sure you're really comfortable with the team and you know you're going to be competitive, take something. Because by game three, by day three, even I'm starting, game six, game seven, you're starting to think, if I never see these guys again... You know, I'm just going to put them away when we get back and they're going in the box for six months. Now I'm going to play anything that's not these.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's you know, August 13th. It I've got a special on the World Cup coming up, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah. day three, the, the smell, is it is it fearsome? Is it really to be feared?
0: Well, I'm a larger individual, mm. but I've ordered six shirts for the World Cup. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, that's the other thing, is 10 plenty of shirts because it's a massive trading post. I've yeah. got 30 Blood Bowl shirts and about five of them have got glowworm on them. The rest have got uh, House Blackfire or... I don't uh, really do merch, he said, stretching
2: and showing off the One World One Blood Bowl T-shirt. Um, nice shirt. Which I had That's specially nice... made. I, I genuinely don't do merch. So uh, there, Look, wouldn't, yeah, be I market, there like... wouldn't be a market for it.
0: I've I've been to tournaments where you've gone into the bathroom uh, between games and they've left about four or five bottles of deodorant on the window slides. For you. Yeah, which is which we're thinking about doing for thread this year. Yeah, uh, that's not just yeah,
4: tournaments. Take, that's take
2: that's,
0: take, uh, more one shirt. take more than one player shirt. Take take one at least one a day, guys. Come on.
2: Now I'm talking here about fun. I've got someone trying to organise a World Cup. The current one's got two and a half thousand people going. You realise, Steve? Yep.
4: Yeah. Yep.
2: Realise that. <laughs> I've got Eldridge who's organizing tournaments, ensuring people have fun. You're you're literally making yeah. them have fun. <laughs> you're
3: twisting their arms
2: until they start having fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you Eldr- will have Eldritch- fun at my tournaments. You won't just try hard. And so um, here you are talking about having fun, but you're taking sixty people in ten teams to the World Cup. Yep. How can that possibly That's be fun to organise? How can any of you justify this fun statement when you're obviously all tryharding? Is it everyone else having the fun?
0: <laughs> Because I get my from from the angelic little smiles on their little faces okay. and the fact that they're all going to be buying me beer when I'm out there. So I actually have to take virtually no spending money with me. I've got 60 pints lined up already, which over three days is eminently doable. That's, but yeah, that's no, fair. seriously.
4: Uh, Glowworm, I'll third- help. I'll help if you need.
0: You're in the first. The first World Cup was in Amsterdam that I ever went to, and the and I figured it out very early on. And whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, I picked a team of people that I'd want to spend a week in Amsterdam with. Yeah. When we went to Dornburn, we did the same. When we went to Lucca, all right, out of sequence, but we did the same. Yeah. It is difficult. I don't now think I'd find... want to spend
2: the same week people in Lucre as in Amsterdam. I think that would be different people for me, but that that <laughs> yeah, might be my be experiences people... <laughs> of Amsterdam. That's these were city. people
0: that didn't pay for their Tulip markets you know, so are very, very, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, go to the World Cup, go with your friends, yeah. And I, and if I take 60 people and anybody says, right, are these all your friends? Well, well, I can name them all. If they were all stood in front of me, I could probably point to every one of them. Maybe not their real names. About, yeah, what about their
2: actual ones? human names? No, because they're no, rubbish. Right.
0: Everybody, everybody needs a superhero name, don't they? Come on. Yeah, Simon is a boring old security guy but Stig doesn't even powerful. get the
2: one he wants. So no, okay, apparently not. He already has it. <laughs> yeah, I it, it. It. and this, this ties into
4: what I'm saying there. So, um, I mean York for me, I'm quite lucky with us being part of the the Geordie Blood Bowl League. It's a good crowd. They've been going to tournaments for a long time. They're relatively well known, which is kind of nice because you get introduced to other people through them. Um, but Did those Friday they're and they're Saturday nights in York. And the Devotational was similar down there. I went to the first one of those. And the social scene yeah. around it is fantastic. Getting, without meaning to frame anybody as a nerd, but getting 120 nerds together in BrewDog or something, it's brilliant. You're all just sitting there, you having a laugh. Everybody's in the same boat. That, to me, is what I'm looking for, for example, from a World Cup. It's like the worm says, he wants to go with 60 people that he doesn't mind hanging around with because that's where his enjoyment's going to come as well. Yeah, you're going to play some yeah. games. Yeah. But between all those games after all those games, that's where you pleasure oh, oh. that's where you're going to remember.
1: In a are,
2: World you, are you Cup, saying in that one World... of the key advantages for a World Cup of a Newcastle bid is the big market and the legendary oh, yeah, yeah. friendly welcome of the Newcastle people?
4: We are we are well into marketing the big
2: market as part of our bid, don't you worry <laughs> Come here.
0: Come
2: here. Um, I think Let's we're see. about to be joined on the show by one of glowworm's many animals. There we are. Look, we've got a dog. Now we're a proper Blood Bowl stream. Now, you watch, the viewership will triple in about two minutes because there's a dog on screen.
0: Milo. Milo. Now, that brings me
2: to something else, guys. Um, I don't know how many of you play online. I mean, obviously, there's been very tabletop focused so far. On One World, One Blood Bowl, we do try and cross all the genres, try and look into all the cliques. We do do shows sometimes just about one thing, like, you know, when Blood Bowl 3 releases. But wherever possible... Oh, that is adorable. And so is the dog. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we do try and you do shows about one yeah. thing sometimes, but I do want to lean into the other formats a bit while we're here. Do I, any of you play online? Do you play either Fumble or Blood Bowl Two, Stroke Three? Although oh, yeah. not today, to Bowl to Three has, has broken That's... today, but is sort of doing all right. About
3: three thousand games in Fumble. Roughly. Yes,
2: so, absolutely, I know you do. So uh, it was a <laughs> question, knowing the answers I'm going to get, Eldridge. I have um, done some research, I promise.
3: It's uh, I haven't played for a while. A good Sleep time. Time. And it's, good boys. It's a different kind of fun
2: playing on Fumble. Well, this is what I'm going to say is: is you three people I, I trust now, I've, I've asked you, and I believe in your fun attitude to Blood Bowl.
3: Can if it translate I can online? On Fumble, I say hello to someone. Of course, you can I get nothing, and I get nothing back. It's good, like have fun, yeah. or it's not a particularly fun experience. Okay, you have the challenge of the game, and the, the one minute solving, and everything else. But it's- come on, boys lost that social interaction, you've lost that contact with another person. Yes.
4: I'd I'd agree with that. I think it's, you lose that face-to-face reaction, don't you? I mean, even if you do a text chat, you still haven't got that, you know, the reaction of seeing how they are, you know, the, you lose a little bit of the tone of what you're saying in text chats or something that you might mean as a joke in person can come across fairly offensive on chat. And I think it that little bit of distance does take away some of the fun of it. I think we all do it because we want our fix, but right. it doesn't replace tabletop for me.
2: And like like a crack hoe, um, much less attractive when actually taking their crack. Uh, is it is it online that is that what we're all doing? It's the it's the unavoidable ugly side of our needed behaviours, and allowing us the freedom to then be perhaps nicer people at other times. No disrespect to Krakos, if if you, there is one in your family, <laughs> I don't mean any hate. Nothing but love, obviously.
4: I think there's and there's some there's some coaches I can have great games with, and there's some people that I've been glad to meet at the tabletop because I've played them online and had great games and great conversations with. Um, but I think again, it comes down to it's better to meet them in person than it is on online. For me, yeah. that's a more enjoyable
2: experience. I mean, it is, and also the fact is that you've left the house, you've possibly even got dressed up. Even those of us not putting on a wrestler's outfit have probably put clean underwear on, at least for day one. There is an atmosphere of, you know, I've gone here, I'm going to be here for two days or a full day with all these people. And you sort of commit to that. I mean, some of the newer players, like you say, don't, or they, they find it very tough to. But if you've been to one or two tournaments, you sort of know what you're in for. And there's a real atmosphere of, you know, we are doing this. And I think that that really helps people have fun, no matter what the dice are. Even the people at the bottom end are very rarely having the sort of terrible time, or the lev- I mean the level of quitting you get if you run a similar tournament in an online format. Once people know after you know they've lost three of their first four games, the odds of them playing games five and six are incredibly tight. You know there's so many dropouts in an online format for that. How do we can we bring the fun of tabletop that? That human-to-human exuberance, can we bring it into the online world? Is it even possible? Blood Bowl 3 has gone further than ever before. Your only way you can respond to the opponent is with six pre-decided emotes. Things like cut your throat, or cheering seems to be beating your chest and then doing this with your hands. Now, when I've been to my kids' events and do this, they—they they, apparently they think I'm being weird and non-supportive and their friends mention it, so I've had to stop. Um... How do we get fun online? What what can we do? How do we help the online people find the fun?
4: I think part of the difficulty, it's like the online, it's almost like you're inviting someone into your house if you chat to them. And I think that's never going to feel as natural with a stranger as, weirdly enough, meeting them in a
3: room full of other strangers. If you're playing in leagues online, you're generally playing the same people over a period of time so you're building up a relationship with them. Foreign, for example, at Mark. It's we were friends with Mark by playing with him on fumble. And um, it was just a random pick up black box game. You know, oh.
2: It's a baby. Oh, oh hello. Oh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> that, he that's is. a fairly young baby, too.
0: He's four weeks premature at the moment.
2: Oh. before. Oh, mm-hmm. How delightful.
0: In answer to. In answer to your question, yes, you can you can bring some elements of the fun aspect onto online play, uh, and it generally works better in leagues where you can build up a rapport and you get to know the people who you're talking to. So when you're facing them across the pitch and you've maybe got a headset, and Blood Bowl Two was better, as you say, Blood Bowl Three is a bit of a train wreck, and I doubt if it's going to get much better anytime soon. But Blood Bowl Two, yeah, you you could. And um, I played I played in a Blood Bowl league in the uh, MML on. Uh, blood Bowl 2 which was one of the bigger online leagues it was a bigger playstation league i unfortunately play on playstation rather than pc uh, so little fish little pond um but a lot of those guys then transitioned over to uh, tabletop as well which is great so now when i play them online i actually know them you know sundern uh dio um quite a quite a few of the other guys um which is nice, but you're never going to get the same interaction as you are when you're sitting across from somebody and he rolls a really bad dice and you look at him and go, give me a minute, you go up and bring him back a pint. That's never going to happen online, you know?
2: I mean, it, it keeps falling apart, but something I've kept trying to do in the 145, and I, every time I, at the moment there's a team running it, I, I mean, I, I titularly run it, but there's a team doing a very good job, so I've been able to step aside for a few months and let them really have their head, bring all sorts of creativity to it as well. But one thing I've always encouraged is people to actually use um, the Discord, channel to talk whilst they're playing. We've had yes. both um, Wildrum and uh, Mystic Pangolin talking in the chat on Twitch saying exactly the same thing, that that ability to actually talk to someone changes that online experience again and, and turns it back Mystic. into something a bit more. That's Hef under a different name.
0: I know Mystic Pangolin. Is, yeah, the only reason he's not called Mystic Pangolin is because he's got 30 shirts with Hef on the back of him.
2: Yeah, otherwise he changes his half name tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that's also... the only reason he... The only reason he's changed into
2: Mystic Pangolin is he's now a hunted man as half. He's um,
0: an endangered species. Too many people... Yeah, he,
2: just, he, wants a, he wants a fresh start. Too many people already know him. So, you know,
4: he can't <laughs> escape
2: his past, like many of us, weighed down by the person he is and the things he's done and said.
4: I think Eldridge was leading into it as well, which is one of the best ways to get that kind of social and, and you know, increase that fun interaction. Yeah. It's the league play, isn't it? It's people you play regularly, you build up a relationship. You get it a little bit, tournament see, people you see regular... And part of the tournament scene is, you know, between games, catching people that you know. Mm. But online, for me, I think the only reason it becomes more friendly is when you get that relationship with somebody because you've played them again and again and again in a league. Mm -hmm. And I think, obviously, I don't know which league you play on Fumble or did play, um, but there will be coaches that have been there forever and are, are totally open to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been in the White Isle League. I was in the White R League for a long, old time. Uh, and I mean, I, I mean, at the moment I'm in the Super Bowl, I've given White Isle League a brief hiatus because they're not redrafting and the teams are getting stupidly big and I'm finding it a bit dull. Um, so I might restart with a new team down in the lower levels, which I'll find just more fun to play, to be honest. Um, Did you say Goblin?
0: No, I, was, like goblins, I don't know. Yeah. I was
2: thinking of doing something I haven't tried before. I might do corn. You know, something just silly and fun I really haven't laid a hand on. So I've literally not played a game of corn yet, so I might start a corn team. Okay.
4: You, you mentioned Goblins as well, and It takes some we were talking about pre, pre-stream, um, and it's something that Eldritch has said. He went to block around the clock, his first block around the clock, and he took Goblins. And I'll just ask you now, I'm assuming you weren't taking that tournament too seriously.
3: I was going like... to have fun, go to a Blood Bowl tournament, because I've heard about them, I uh, we'll go for a weekend away, it's in the Pool, And, uh.
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
3: no. you. Uh, uh, the best fact about Hartlepool is that they hung a monkey because they believed it to be a French spy. Yep.
4: Um, uh, and when you're playing 11 games of Blood in 24 hours, yeah. you got to get a certain amount of fun out of that, don't you? Oh, <laughs> and, uh,. uh... I know at four o'clock in the morning, nothing is fun. I mean, I know some people that say
2: Blood Bowl anyway isn't a fun game. It's a game about coping with pain. It's almost like a, a self-flagellation. But surely 11 games in 24 hours, it, it gets to a point where it's just doing it. You're not enjoying it, you're enduring it.
3: Yeah. It's a different but point I think
4: that's, that's where you and your opponent have to make it into something. It's, it's four, four, six o'clock in the morning. The only way that you're going to play a game of Blood Bowl is if the person opposite you is entertaining enough to play against. And you've got that obligation as well for them. And again, I don't know how you found your first one. I know my first one was was hard work. But (laughs) it was totally enjoyable. And just, it's that energy you get in the room and the fun and everybody else is in the same boat as you. And there's something about when the sun rises that just makes it all a little bit more worthwhile.
2: But a 24-hour period where... Frankly, you can't lock the door in the smallest room in the house and just spend forty five minutes with you and your phone. I think that's the bit I'd miss. not the sleep, not the food. It's just a little bit of peace and quiet at some point in the day. Um, I don't know. i'm I'm half tempted. There's a little part of me that desperately wants to leap in uh, and do one of the twenty four hour tournaments. But my partner is very firm that if I'm going to have a heart attack, I should do it somewhere where she's willing to be. Uh, and she just thinks it she genuinely thinks it might kill me, so. That would be I, I, I drank, just to survive one, I guess, would be a a notch. I drank a lot of caffeine. I drank a lot of energy drinks. <laughs>
0: I've done I've done a couple, and I doubt if I'll do any more. But yeah, I don't I, I don't don't regret doing them. It was it was part and parcel of what the scene was, and you know, you like I say, you're doing a fun tournament, you're doing a competitive tournament, you're doing a wacky rule tech tournament, you're doing a variant tournament. You have got to say, okay, well, I'll do a twenty four hour tournament. You know. It, it, it's just. It's you you tough, genuinely tough.
2: don't have to. And I checked that sentence all the way through. <laughs> and the bit where you said, well, then you've got to do it. To, you, you don't have to. It turns but out it's... you could not do the 24 hour tournament and do all the other stuff. And that's well, too right
4: 75% of their stream disagree with you there.
0: 75% <laughs> <laughs> of the stream a week. Well, I'm getting outvoted. So,
2: okay, so there's not much we can do for the online people. We do think if they can talk, if they can form relationships during leagues and things, that's going to bring yep. the, some more fun to it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the streamers to blame? Because there's nothing more try-hard than a streamer. I've never, met no. a stream, never seen a streamer streaming Blood Bowl that wants to be in a league or have to schedule games and feels bitterly no, resentful if they don't have instant things to show their viewers. Are, we, are the are streamers teaching people to be not very social, to not find the fun? No, I,
0: th- I, I think streamers are more, um, you should give them a little more credit for bringing people over, perhaps to the tabletop side of it and making it more sociable, you know? Um, I can I can put my headset on, fire up Bowl Two, and chat to one guy, or I can go on Andy Devo's stream or your stream when you're streaming, and I can speak to two hundred people on Discord.
2: Well, you can have you know, more so like so twenty which, mine, but yeah.
0: Well, well, which well which is the more social environment?
4: I, th- I Andy think definitely
2: old. he's quite nice.
4: Yeah, I think as <laughs> well. Think well you look it.
0: Is, as, opposed to, as opposed to playing Blood Bowl Two and just having a headset on and chatting to Ollie or um, Hardcore Stig there. I can sit here on Discord and I can speak to 200 people because you you're allowing me that platform to speak you're allowing 200 people that platform to speak okay, and sociable. Let,
2: let's yeah, thank you Jay Mazza says we're 200 in spirit that's very nice. Yeah you, 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 you me and Milo Mindbend. we we I'm have sorry. the spirit of 200 between us. Um is there a responsibility on on those of us running tournaments on those of us you know I can't deny to some degree in the public eye as a bowler, I've put myself out there and said look at me so people do. Is it partly our responsibility to say, look, fun's good. Fun is part of this. Keep having fun. And to the people, I'm not going to name who they were, but to two people who I like a lot and I know a lot, one of them's been on the show, the other one I want to get on the show, who my friend Cor said, they're trying too hard. They've stopped having fun. And there's no one having more fun than the people at the top tables, <laughs> which doesn't help. It doesn't help with the whole toxic thing, mate. Um how do, we, looking... how do we how do we do we have that responsibility to spread the fun? Is it should it be part of being a wise old man of fumble of, of Blood Bowl to say fun I don't is think key? It's
4: the, I don't think it's the wise old man, I think it's the fact that yourself, Rick Reckless, Andy DeVo, tournament organizers like Bren, um the, the guys who were organizing football, they're the visible members of the community. And no matter what else happens, people are going to take their lead when they first turn up by the visible members. So if all they see is people heads down, don't talk, try hard, they will assume that's what this scene is. If what they see on the other hand is Eldridge running the fun tournament, the guys at third running the auctions, um, I mean, Andy Dave was the, the stream i probably watched the most, so i got more, more comment on him, which is that, say, he does a lot of things, you know, he's, he's renowned for surfing, for example, and that's a fun thing that people watch, and he figures it out and he talks it through. You see those people... As a group all doing things and hopefully that filters down to the new people coming in and the people who are part of the community if on the other hand you guys were all sitting there as I say silently not talking to anybody in case they disturb you thinking out your 20 minute turn then that's how everybody turned up's gonna play as well so I think mm-hmm. it's not less a responsibility it's more just a you have a possibility or an opportunity to make the oncoming community into how you want it to be
2: I want it to be really bad at Blood Bowl so I win
4: well in that case you, you need to get them sign out Blood Bowl 3 you're fine
2: um, that's <laughs> prov- provably not true I've coached and tried to help so many people in Blood Bowl I, I just have to say for those not reading my face just hearing the audio that was a joke um, love and peace <laughs> to all a better Blood Bowl and more happiness to everyone in the community and the hobby I want it to grow um Let's talk to the newer players. Some of them do to, listen okay. to this. Sorry, Eldridge.
3: I say if you want to keep people playing,
2: yes, coming to
3: events, keep leagues, keep uh, watching streams or whatever. It's got to be something they enjoy in it
2: and more in the game than winning. Enjoy it. I mean, to me, that's like blood. It's like IQ tests. Everyone's, you know, IQ two thousand. Don't start what? me. Um, videos and things. <laughs> For everyone that has got an IQ of you know 120, 130, you know, someone needs watering twice a day and has 70. There's always the balance. That's mm-hmm. why 100 is the average. And similarly, if, if I'm going to try and get better than two, two, two 2 at every tournament, half the people there aren't going to, are they?
3: Exactly,
2: yeah. Um, a, and so and you, I you need them to keep coming point. back because I want the tournament to happen again. So how do we ensure it's fun down at that end um, of every kind of blood bowl? Or is it kind of patronizing to even try to?
4: I think it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense that if you're down there and you're not enjoying yourself, you aren't going to come back full stop. So the very fact that you regularly have people below your two-two-two means that people are down there with that in mind. And that because the people down there already have that in mind, somebody new coming in that environment, as I said, sees that as the example and they follow along. I think if the only way that you have fun in Blood Bowl is when you're winning you are going to not have fun a lot more often than you're going to enjoy yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, my shame at the weekend, You know, when the 3 Plus came up a 2 or a 1, I forget which it was, re-rolled it. It was another one of those. I did slam my dice cup down. I was a bit cross for a couple of seconds. But I I was laughing about it. I had one cigarette and I was laughing about it later. And when I came back and I put online the story, just in a paragraph, the story of, of my week, my day, Someone said to me something I found quite interesting. He said, well, think about it this way. You've made someone else's weekend. And oh. I do think about it that way. I mean, Salty was so thrilled to get the draw off me and to win his first you know, NAF title, and that's fantastic. And I, he's a really nice guy. I was genuinely chuffed for him. And I do sort of know that I'm... I mean, people have said it to me on Fumble that I'm an end-level boss. You know, they love smashing a team into me and getting a win, or even a draw. So I, I, I can see the fun in that, but... And I do try and have fun with the people I'm with, but how do we help the people that are down at that bottom end and not having it fun? How do we get them to come back and say, no, I can still have some fun? What do you do to make it fun if you're one, if you're like my friend King Gildra, Phil, represented Team England, and went, I think it was 0-1-5 in his first time pulling on an England shirt. How do we keep him coming back? Um, obviously, he shouldn't. He should never represent the country again. He let us down. Um... How do we keep him having fun playing Blood Bowl? And people oh, like people him. Like, Are other people terrible at Blood Bowl?
3: <laughs> people like him aren't you who you were talking about. You're talking about people who... No, I'm holding him up comedically them. because obviously he's quite <laughs> yes. good
2: at Blood Bowl. Yes,
3: yes. You're
2: having a crap game,
3: you pick something, a target. I, I'm going to foul Mummy off the pitch. I'm going to uh, try a six-up pass. It might work, you know. Just find something else.
2: The target oh. okay. Sorry, yeah. someone's kissing a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my
0: youngest boy, and that's his
2: son that you saw. Here. Good. I've seen him
4: kissing a baby. for him. glad
2: now. it's verified because otherwise, if people are just bringing random babies around your house, could they bring some around mine?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Careful
2: what you find. For. we got loads of random babies. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah well, I've got a 14 year old and an 18 year old. You know, cute babies are a long way away in both directions.
0: Well, he's my youngest. He's twenty-two September, so you know. So don't be too sure on the eighteen. Yeah, so don't don't be too hard on that's a long way away, yeah. Because I'm I'm looking back at where you are now, yeah, you looking back at where you think you should be. Um, how do we keep people coming back? Talk yeah. to them. Talk to them. How did your weekend go? Well, blah blah blah. Okay, Uh what team were you using? Open up a dialogue. What team were you using? Well, I was using Scaven. Right. So what happened? Well, every game I got smashed. Right. Okay. So. What happened? Well, I won the kick-off, and I did, I elected to kick every game. Okay, well maybe you should elect to receive every game for the next couple of games, and you won't lose three linemen in the first turn. See how that works out for you. Yeah, um, or
2: but all the sweaty hard tryhards say if you've got any kind of fast or agile team, you kick. They yeah. all literally all say that. I, I yes. know, but they do.
0: And, and when you if, and when, you're, when, when you're good enough to play four or five players down with you with you with your elves with your wood elves with your scaven with your you know. And it's like you say, pick your moments. You might be forced, you might be forced, scaven down. But if you've got a wrestle, uh, wrestle lineman, you get one dice on the ball, that's your moment. The ball's on the floor, you score in with a gutter runner next turn, Do And then it's a reset.
3: Eldritch, you came in. I think it's, uh, you people, yeah, need to learn how to play the basics of the game. So you ga you engage, you start a relationship with them, yeah. Uh,
2: help them learn do you say to them look the problem here is you need to learn the basics of the game I wouldn't be that blunt probably no but I'd say well try this try that
3: because if people I've I, I, uh, cyanide's first bubble is AI i played loads of that I can beat the AI every time I can beat a computer I must be quite good Go to sit down against a real person. Oh shit, I'm not actually very good at all.
2: Yeah, and that's not a fun moment. So how do we keep that person having fun? They've they've had loads of fun smashing the AI around. They're not gonna Eldridge... get that level of fun in Blood Bowl for a while. So I think Eldridge
4: Eldridge put it out there with a really good idea, which is that you need to almost encourage people to not go you need to win every game, set yourself a goal within it. Right. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you might be down the bottom tables, you're not doing so great, it, it's not your day. You might be a great player and it's just not your day. So you just go, I'm going to surf this, and that's going to be a, a win for me. I'm going to do something I've never done before I'm going to achieve. If you can get people to look at something other than winning as a way to enjoy the game, yeah. promote that. And the like yeah. you speak to them after the game. So and you we're go, talking about try, sub-goals, aren't that? we? Did you achieve that? Yeah. yeah.
2: So as a trainer, you know, we talk about ready? that a lot, that you don't necessarily end game where you want to get at the very beginning you say what are the steps to get there and you'd have a look at those much smaller more achievable steps so perhaps in having a game you can't say i'm going to have fun by being you know in the top four people in this 40 person tournament you can say well i'm going to have fun by you know trying to play games where i don't feel i've made massive mistakes at the end of it or i know i've got two witches so i'm going to try and surf things and i'm going to see how that goes and how well i do with it setting those smaller goals are much more achievable and can be fun yep. when you get those right, because you've not set yourself a tower of expectation.
0: And it, it might sound like a weird statement, but you wouldn't turn up at Wimbledon and next place to play on centre court.
2: That's why you know. I wouldn't turn no, up to ma- Wimbledon.
0: No, no, ma- no, ma- no matter how good you are at Sunday down the local park playing with your mates, yeah, you don't expect you to turn up at Wimbledon and play on centre court. If I was called yes.
2: 13, I'd i I'd leave.
0: Yeah, you know, fair dues. Well, Yeah, but we always need people to paint the lines you know so
2: yeah <laughs> that's, that's the well. other way
0: you on there or are you going to throw orange paint everywhere but what I'm saying is people need to be realistic in their expectation as well you you, you turn up at a tournament and all of a sudden you've come from your league where you pay 20, 30, 40 different if you're in a bigger league yeah now some of you like um, hardcore Stig there have got some of the best players in the country playing in, in the in the Jordan League up in the northeast, yeah um, I'm down and I, I don't currently play in the Swindon League But we've got one or two players who are on the fringe of the England Mike Davies and his boys Very good players The rest of us are pretty much journeyman players You know, we turn up, play, go out. You can't expect to turn up at a national tournament And play on table Some people do I remember Jim Jiminy many years ago Bursting onto the scene Nobody had heard of him And then next year he will winning three or four tournaments You know, nobody had ever heard of him um, But it's, the, the, the reason that sticks out Is because it is unusual that somebody just turns up and performs at that level in almost instantly. Um, so this is what you see. You know, you, it's not a sport as such. It's a game, uh, and there are always and that makes it even more difficult. If you're really good at a sport, then yes, you should be expected to play at a national level. But this, it doesn't matter how good you are. If the dice aren't good for you? You're not going to achieve that level. But so, I mean, there
2: also still has to be fun, doesn't it? I mean there's yes, famously, there's famously there was a footballer yeah. who played for oh, I'm going to have to say it Go on. for Tottenham Hotspur who oh, when well during an interview talked that about how he would get the football, tube yeah. to to work as he called it and no one recognized him because they thought well that can't be a footballer on the tube and he said yeah. I, I I don't watch football at home I don't listen to football things I don't watch you know other games I it's my job I don't even really like football. I'm just good at it, so this is my job. This is how I earn a living. Do you think there's people for whom that's become blood bowl? That it's something they've decided to get good at, and they've stopped enjoying themselves. I think you know, stick. I've not heard from Stig for mess. a while. Glo, let's let's bring stick yeah. in on this, and then we'll we'll bring you back, yeah. some.
4: I think there's a number of players that I've known personally, and no names mentioned that I've turned around them, and they they perform at a high level. They're good players. Um. And what I've said to them is, sometimes you go to a tournament, two, three games in, you're not at the top end, you're not going to win it, and you're just grinding through. And I've said to them, take, take halflings, take some daft team with some daft build, and remember that this is fun. Take yeah. that step back from trying to win the Champions League and win the kick-around in the park, or just enjoy the fact that you're out in a football pitch, you know, from your football analogy... Go there and remember that it's not always win, win, win. Just go there, put back that put scene no from so on yourself. So many
2: footballs films where they they do exactly that. They're walking down the road and then they have a kickabout with some kids in the yeah. park, don't they?
4: Take the pressure off yourself to perform and go back to the fact that you're just there to roll dice with a couple of people. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you just do it from one tournament, it's like it's almost like a a palate cleanser, if you like, just to have that one day off. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I found at the last NAFC, I, I played the Sevens, two years running now, probably, hopefully not do it again, we'll see. And that was supposed to be that, it was my, no, don't try, you know, amuse-bouche before the tournament itself. Um, and because of an incident wow. we discussed off-camera, I don't necessarily want to talk about that tonight, I didn't particularly enjoy the Sevens tournament the night before. I actually quite enjoyed the NAFC until the round five, where my sweaty try-hardness met. The unluckiness of the lottery as to who gets to compete on the final table, but it did occur to me after that sevens that my, my fun isn't dependent on the format. My fun's dependent on me, isn't it? It's on it's on my format. It's on how I'm approaching the game. The only person that and can your make opponent. blood bowl fun is me. Your opponent and as your well, mate. Right?
0: Yep, definitely. Definitely.
2: Oh. Definitely. can I have fun if in the against... in the face of their tryhardiness? Can't I sit yeah. opposite a non-smiling gangster who's going to stare at the table, roll 85 dice before he explains what any of them are, and can't I just be sat there smiling? Won't that freak him out more than if I'm trying to do the same?
4: I do have a but coach. Are you I, doing it? I have a coach for you in who you plays, in a, plays in a lot of our tournaments. And in the nicest way, he, he does love to try hard, and he knows it. And there's nothing I enjoy more than going over to his game and griefing him about that fact. And it's done in a friendly way, you know, I don't mean in mouse by. And there's been a few times when he genuinely has been up at the top tables, and I'll stay away for that reason. I don't want to put him on tilt. Right. But it, it is your entertainment. It's your time. You enjoy it. If you're playing against someone who's a try hard, then you enjoy that game anyway. Your fun doesn't need to be dependent on the person opposite you. It helps if they're fun but you can still enjoy yourself. You can still go, I'm going to foul your best player because that's fun to me. <laughs> you know, if, if you're playing online in a league, you can try to kill their star player because that's entertaining to you and some people do. Your is it okay if
2: you. some of my fun is them not enjoying my fun? Or is that is that instantly a, a bad, toxic thing? Your
3: fun needs to be about what, what you are doing and what you're achieving. If your opponent rolls nothing but ones and skulls, it's sucks for them. Yeah. Can't.
0: I think it sucks for you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I nice.
3: think there's
4: some of the worst games you, you can't. You can't. You worst can't. Worst what, you I can't lean
2: done. in and laugh at them and say that's hilarious. Ha ha ha! You suck.
0: This I think a lot do of people lack empathy. I think a lot of us do lack empathy when occasionally we should remember that the person sat across from us has paid and giving up their time and their weekend and possibly time with loved ones and families to be there. And when they're getting their arse under to themselves through no fault of their own, then sometimes, like I say, is the time for you to get up, say, give me a moment, go back, stick a pint in their hand, and they there you go, fella, let's both laugh at your dice from now on. You know? And yeah. the same for me. I do the same. I Like yourself, I've done something and I've gone, oh, and I've got really angry with myself. I'm not, Very rarely do I ever lose my rag with my opponent. Very rarely. In, in, you know, I can't remember, 400, 600, however many NAF games I played. But occasionally you'll see me, and if you ever see me sit back and put my arm over the back of the chair, it basically I'm doing a reset. I'm like, <laughs> stop and think and remember that the person opposite you is giving up their time, their money, um, their time with loved ones to be here. So be fair to them. If you cannot be fair to yourself, be fair to them. And then I'm like, right, sorry about that, fella. That not a bit of a dick thing to do. And we just carry on. And it's almost like a reset. But, yeah, I think I, I think that sometimes empathy goes a long way. Uh, and the other thing is, and I'm sure everybody here will agree with me, sometimes it's better when you're playing people you know. Because if it's only doing this something stupid, I'll jump on him for it. And I know he'd jump on me for it because he knows at the end of the day who I am. I know who he is. And I know at the 20 minutes after the game, we'll be having, having a drink and a laugh. You know, whereas when it's a stranger and you don't know them and you don't know if they're being malicious or actually mm-hmm. vindictive, you've got to play it a little bit cautious sometimes, just sometimes. Stick, let's, you know, come, let's come back to
2: the wrestlers. Um, so you, dressed as a wrestler, um, giving out sweets, which was, I mean, the sweets really did help, but with an entirely <laughs> wrestled team going to one of the most competitive formats there is in the UK Blood Bowl calendar. Did you think there's a chance someone really doesn't like this? You know, thinks I'm taking the piss
4: or, or... In 100% honesty, never crossed my mind. Good. <laughs> um, I figured if I was going to turn up against some try-hard teams, and again, as I think Louis alluded to, that some of the guys in our league are up there. Um, and I know they wouldn't be offended by it, even if they didn't know me. And that's how I kind of judged everybody else. I assumed that anybody up in the try-hard would have gone, an easy win so they're not minding because that's what they're there for whereas anybody who's not in that try hard bracket i hope they would have appreciated the fact that this is something unusual and it also came down to something that i personally hate in tournaments and canceling that out which is i hate to turn up to a tournament and play the same team three times in a row yeah yeah absolutely. you know the five guard dwarfs the you you know the roster that's set in stone yeah, I was turning up with a roster that no one's seen before, so I kind of hope that what somebody would go is, well. I've got a new puzzle to solve or something like that. That's where I hope that it would take away some of the sting of this might be a bit, a bit of a grind or a bit offensive for somebody to turn up against somebody who's not trying, and I was trying just not. Yeah, well,
2: oh absolutely. I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not accusing you of, of taking it lightly. Um, and I think cosplay is a is a fantastic addition to any you know, any pastime, hobby or sport. Um, we have a little bit in blah, you're, you're not alone in occasionally dressing up. Uh, Glow, you, you're known to don the odd outfit.
0: I turned up at the Nasee uh, just as a crocks ago once, um, and raised five hundred pounds for the third charity in doing so. And I had one negative comment from a guy that said, "Can't believe you come in your onesie, mate. Why, that's night. Why is, why is he hearing the stuff he goes to bed in?" Like, and then when I when I when I accosted him, basically accosted him at the bar and said. Look, mate, the only reason I'm doing this is because people have sponsored me to do it to raise money for it. He put his hand in his pocket and gave me a fiver. You know what I mean? I, again, it's just talking to people. But yeah. So
2: he was right. rude and cheap. Well, well, we've learned something. That's Sounds uh... <laughs>
0: that like everybody I've ever married. Oh, sorry,
2: was he a northerner, in which case <laughs> price of a deposit he on a house? That? A <sighs> oh, wow.
0: he, he, was de- he was definitely a northerner because the fiver was a bit of elastic. <laughs> <laughs> It had a picture of the king
4: on it. What oh, made a paper, was it? <laughs> I'm a
0: busy. I'll take for a minute. Come on. Sorry, you know,
4: Eldridge, on the assumption that we've... Like, me and Glow there have obviously done a bit of the cosplay thing. Hmm. Yeah. Blake and <laughs> obviously, Verbal and you sat down opposite me and you, I assume you took it reasonably well from your reactions when I was talking to you. Oh, I loved
2: it. I, I, it, was, it was my highlight of the weekend. Is, playing you.
4: is this a thing that
2: would bother you, Eldridge, if you were there, or...? Not at all. Um,
3: If I go to Thrud Ball in August, I'm doing most Thrud like (laughs) and I'll be dressed as a goblin referee.
2: I was going to say, you don't strike me as a a particularly big fella to be Thrud like. Okay. I'll have this on. I'll I'll have my referee shirt on.
0: It's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the
2: dog. When it comes to thread, like. Well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm reasonably pleased then because we. One of the invites I did have out for this uh, this event was to Tibbum the Goblin, uh, who obviously constantly cosplays um, as a referee. Um, so, it 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 would have been interesting to have him on for that reason. But I mean, you are. It turns out you're all into that freakish pastime as well. Is there a club? Is there? Are you like the dice rollers? Am I suddenly going to find this four and a half thousand of you online? It's, it's
0: more
2: than you think. Dice collectors, sorry.
4: I would like to say it's not as prevailing as you think, because I did put forward to my team for the World Cup since the six of us for the YMCA, but apparently that's not happening. Oh, oh, wants to dress in oh leather oh. in Alicante in the summer.
2: I'd have I'd have done the motorbike cop for you, absolutely if asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I would pay money to see
2: that. <laughs> I've, I mean, I, I'm a working actor. I've worn all sorts of costumes, I mean I would say I, I've. You know, cross-dressed or worn drag before, because back in those days that's how it was referred to. But I've, I've certainly uh, played roles which nowadays would be seen as gender fluid or as, um, or as you know, totally transgender roles. *Privates on Parade*, for example, um, a great, great show on which uh, some mothers do have them. Was uh, no, it ain't half hot, Mum. That's right. Was based, which um, that we'll never see that on TV again. Goodness me, no the <laughs> amount of racism and homophobia in that. But it was funny for its time. You know, the late 70s when it was that or. I'm not going to say what the opposite was, but you know there were things on yeah. TV that were less wholesome, uh, it turns out, in retrospect. So having fun. Um, we, we sort of have all said that we quite like having fun. I'm kind of kidding. I, I kind of do go and, and mostly have fun at things. Um, people don't believe it, but it's true. Uh, and I like going to some tournaments with the crazier rule sets, like Eldritch Runs, because it means I'll take usually a race I haven't taken maybe to a tabletop before. You know, find some way looking at the rule set and go, well, well, if you added that silly thing to this race, that could be quite interesting. Let's, let's try that. It doesn't mean you don't have to be competitive, but we also think yeah. it perhaps slightly limits you if you're not having fun. That that mindset itself is a bit of a trap. Is that... Have I gone too far, or do we think that's true? The mindset of... Of, of I need to stop having fun and just compete. Very much so.
3: We've said many times already. Yeah. If you're going, if you're going there, I'm going to win this tournament. You're not going to. I'm not going to win it. But the I am I'm-, I'm going to win this tournament. My... But- probably won't. You need to be good, and you need
4: luck. And... I think the thing with it is, though, is like it, like if you're going to go to a tournament to win it, I, I think there's no point going to Pop World until 4 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday <laughs> night. You're not going to rock up on Sunday and play your best game. That is officially
2: but, known as the purple goop preparation method, but okay. The,
4: but um, uh, The flip side of that is, I don't think you will ever be good enough to... Go to that tournament and play it at that level. If previously you did not enjoy your tournaments, if you didn't in the past have fun at tournaments, you will never it... commit to that level.
0: One thing, and you me... wouldn't go back.
2: Yeah, I mean, one thing that did make me back. sad. I was, I occasionally do a little bit of coaching, and one person I coached. I mean, I, I don't tend to advertise. Please don't take this as an advert. So one person came to me and said, "Would you mind doing some coaching?" And I said, "Fine." And um, what always struck with me was we, we did a couple of sessions, and then we had a chat offline. They were talking about how they'd had some coaching from other people, and every one of them had said, no, you need to stop doing that, you need to stop doing that, you need to start doing this, this, and this. Whereas the first question I asked was, well, what do you find fun and what do you want to do more of? Mm-hmm. And even though I, I sort of agree with the other coaches that what they want to do more of isn't perhaps the most competitive way of playing blood bowl, that's what that person finds fun. So that's what they want to do more of and find a way of trying to do that more successfully. Instead of saying, we'll stop doing that and do something that is more likely to be successful, you can actually just say, actually, okay, I'll be honest, this was about that person wanting to throw the ball. And in the 2020 rule set, throw the ball's not a very good idea. So most people trying to coach you will say, well, well don't do that. Do something else. And they go, no, I, I want to do that. That's what's fun for me. Can you help me make that a little bit better, a little bit more competitive?
3: And the answer's got to be yes. If
2: that's what you're finding fun, that's what you should be doing. That's why you're in the game. And no, no one that was the depressing bit to me, was that anyone that's sort of trying to help someone should always say, well, no, don't, don't say no to someone having fun. That seems a terrible, terrible message in a game like this. There's loads of other games out there. Surely they'll just go and do something else if they're not having fun.
3: In our wonderful game, no one expects you to pass the ball, so when you do it and it works, they're like, hold on a minute, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah,
2: the element of surprise in throwing a football.
4: <laughs> Back in the days where you would Rock up in the last rule system with extra arms and strong arms on a beastman. Oh, happy
2: days. Yeah, just for that long <laughs> strange,
4: strange game.
2: Yeah, and they've even nerfed uh, Hail Mary Pass to the point where you know a dwarf second runner can sometimes take Hail Mary Pass. If you knock it off, yep. them, you're never going to run it the length of the field with your dippy little legs. What you can do mm-hmm. is throw it so far away they won't get it back so that you've guaranteed stopping them. You won't get it either, but you know at least the drive was over. It doesn't work but so we All now. the... Uh...
4: I thought we agreed not to say well, that word good. on the fun podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dwarves can be fun. And see, here's the thing is, there's all sorts of different fun, isn't there, in Blood Bowl? Now, when Cor says he has loads of fun up at the top end tables, he, he's right, he is having fun. To him, that's fun. And also, he just really enjoys really hard in Blood Bowl he finds the challenge fun. But I, I think yeah, you can have his fun in... Friends. Sorry, Glo? That's
0: because he's got no friends, so he's got nothing to lose, has he, by
2: being ultra-competitive? He has me. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not true. Um, uh, he's been, I've been invited to his birthday party and three people I know <laughs> of have accepted. So there's, you know, yeah, the man has plenty of friends.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. That's a 1.5% success rate of the 200 people he's actually invited. His three <laughs> have said they'll go. No, seriously, he's, a, he's an absolutely he's,
2: lovely He's guy. a lovely guy and an absolute and legend.
0: That, you know what? If that's the way he gets his fun, that's fantastic. But he has to understand that other people get their fun by playing goblins or halflings. And, and like you say, My entire tournament will be a success if I throw a a goblin and it takes out one of my opponent's players. I've won. The score's immaterial at that point. I've won. You know.
2: Yes, I think that's fair. Fair. Setting your own goals, I think having fun can help drive you forward. I think it doesn't matter if someone's cosplaying or or having a tournament where you look at it and you go, well, that doesn't even feel a bit like Blood Bowl. Well, great. It it is going to be Blood Bowl, but it's going to feel really different. And that's kind of cool. It's kind of good that it should. Um, I look forward to hearing how Bowl went. Please do drop you know a couple exactly. of paragraphs into into my oh, Discord or into yeah. the One World One Blood Bowl because other people will want to know too. It's um, it's a fascinating new variant. It it could be completely terrible or it could be the new Street Bowl, which lots of people have always enjoyed. A bit more crazy, a bit almost a bit less structured than sevens, but with a similar sort of casual feel. Is that what you're hoping for?
3: It seems really brutal. It seems that there's gonna be a lot of removals and very quickly you'll be down to three or three or four players aside and
2: um But we had the whole yeah. stunty league on on Fumble, which was about huge amounts of removals. And people loved it. Oh them. god. Yeah. I played I put, in
4: that. I played um the one that was um a league where you could only take linemen, no re no apple, and you couldn't fire anyone. <laughs>
2: And yeah, I've heard of these.
4: So. Ridiculous builds, but so much fun and relaxed. It's non-competitive realistically. Yeah.
2: Is that the answer that online? The because been, yes. it's really difficult to try and get people, particularly in an online matchmaking system, whether that's Black's Box Trophy or whether that's Blood Bowl 3 or 2, to get people to, to value your time and that game in the way that you might. Particularly if they've had a terrible day and they're then having a terrible game. It, it's, I mean, someone sat opposite you They'll tell you their terrible days. You beat them relentlessly, and you'll both have a, you'll buy them a beer, and it'll actually usually a good time. Online, that's just not that's out of reach, isn't it? So, is fun online restricted to variant formats to finding a somewhere where people aren't sweatily grinding away and are actually just relaxing and enjoying something stupid? And we've got the secret league. We've got, as you say, these variant rules. We've got different ways of altering what you can do and not do, and fire and not fire. Is that the answer to having fun?
4: Without it being a blanket statement, I think online sometimes becomes talking to your opponent is something to do while playing Blood Bowl. Whereas in person and tabletop, talking your uh, playing Blood Bowl is something to do while interacting with your opponent. And I think that's where online is always going to have that problem. People don't go online to chat. People go online to play Blood Bowl. Right. I, Whereas I at tabletop,
2: you'll... a lot of us will turn up to socialise. I'm silent as the grave. I'm just rolling dice and staring you down. Uh, I'm not, that's not true
4: never said a word to me it was really creepy
2: <laughs> I just stared at him with a malign intent
1: Oh, now we've got Thank half you. naked have men as well as babies
2: as I'm not going to tell you which was more distracting <laughs> that's descended from you bloke but it's, not only is it moderately attractive and human looking it's managed to have offspring so someone else found it attractive
0: <laughs> yeah we breed we breed yeah.
2: Look, I, I'm going to have to wrap this up. I think we've done plenty enough on having fun. Um, there are people out there having fun. It's entirely possible. I have loads of fun most of the time playing Blood Bowl online, let alone playing it um, you know, in tabletop, which is always a good experience. But in the last few episodes, someone once uh, gave me a really good idea at the end said, when you ask them, what haven't you asked them you should have done? And I've done it ever since. So what haven't I asked you about having fun in Blood Bowl? Or what is your, your message, your summation of why fun is important to Blood Bowl? As we start wrapping the show up, um, we'll start with Glow, so he doesn't interrupt the others.
0: Never, my my attitude towards it has always been the same. If you build it, they will come. If Ollie runs a tournament and people can say, and the great thing about Blood Bowlers is you're in a room full of experts. Every one of them's an expert. Every one of them's got an opinion on how your tournament would be better. My own answer to that is that's fine. That sounds like a fantastic idea. When you do your tournament, let me know and I'll come and give it a go. of the times it never happens. If you run a tournament with whatever rule set and people find it fun, when you run it the next year, people will come back. I've seen a couple of tournaments and it has only ever been a couple that have fallen by the wayside because people haven't gone back because the rule set wasn't fun. They've gone too far or they've tried to do too much. Yeah. But like I say, my entire thing about Blood Bowl is remembering the person opposite you is a person. They've given their time. They've given their money. Yeah. Yeah. I make it the experience give your opponent the experience that you would want. Yeah. And again, and I'm gonna say it, I said it, day day said it, and I'm glad it's being repeated. Perhaps it will become a mantra. Before you win at Blood Bowl, you've got to learn to lose. You can't win and you can't start winning until you've figured out how to lose.
1: Yeah.
2: And if you want to learn how to lose, I am perfectly prepared to teach you.
0: Yeah, just sit opposite me. You won't learn how to lose, but you'll learn how to win gracefully.
2: <laughs> uh, Eldritch, Thank we started you. with you, so I don't want to end with you. I don't want you to feel your book ending us. Um, what's okay. What have I not asked you I should have done about having fun in Blood
3: Bowl? Um, I echo what Glo just said, really, and essentially, read the but read the fluff. It's about goblins with chainsaws running up and hitting uh, wall dancers. Always, always wall teemans. dancers picking up halflings and hoiking them down yes. the pitch to score. There's a lot of silly fun built into the game. Don't, guess you, don't take it too seriously. Two and a half hours of your life, you're having fun with a friend, hopefully. It's not a friend at the beginning, but hopefully to be a friend at the end. So, yeah. That's what
2: Absolutely. We're here for. Um, hardcore Stig. I can't just call you Stig. I have a friend called Stig. Hardcore Stig. Until you fight, thumb wrestle for that name. I'm going to have to call you that. Um, what what have I not asked you about having fun at Blood Bowl?
4: Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll comment on something that Eldritch said, which is read, read the fluff, definitely. Um, I remember back in 2nd edition, there was a rule for werewolves where if they injured a skeleton, you had a rule to see if they went and buried the bone. This is yeah, where this game off. comes from. This is the roots of this game. But the second thing I'd add is, as a tournament organiser, put something in for the bottom half of the room to play for. So most casualties is quite often sitting near that bottom half of the room. But put something in, one of the organisers up here did one where they were, whoever did the best against an established Geordie player got something. If you want to add a little bit of fun for everybody who's not going to be winning the game, give them something to still play for with Game 6.
2: Yes, I mean, similarly, the um, the backbreaker in down in London has um, a, a prize for... Whoever has beaten the most of their club, uh, they call themselves the Black Shirts, which uh, they really should know some history, but there we are. Um, so whoever who has beaten them, I won't say what they call it. Well, I will, because it's adult show. They call it the um, the back, Black Shirt Bully and the Black Shirt Bitch. So there's a prize for the Black Shirt that does the worst. So they're all trying not to win that. And then there's a prize for the non-Black Shirt that beats the most Black Shirt people. So even if you're not up at the top end of the tournament, which they expect to all be Black Shirts, Um, you've got a good chance of winning that. Um, It wasn't all black shirts last time, because I won it. I want to talk about Squad Chaos as well. I've literally won two tournaments and that was one. I'm chuffed. Um, I I agree. So Howard Grimm's just said in the chat that he joined Squad Chaos and it's completely changed his idea and his attitude to the Blood Bowl community. It it is a community. It's one of the concepts of One World, One Blood Bowl. We don't just sit at home clicking computer games or going occasionally to tournaments. But I'm not in a league, so I I kind of fit the stereotype of someone that should think of everyone else as faceless, but I flatter myself, I have some empathy, some humanity, and I don't. I I try and think there is another human, whether I'm sat opposite them or playing through a screen at them. And I genuinely try not to give them a a crap experience if that's at all on me to do so. Um, But it's it's particularly tough to do that online without any kind of voice chat, without even the ability to type something in, definitely. It, It can't be done, you can't form those human relationships. But you can see them outside, you can see them through Discord servers, even through, as we've said, through a league where you get to know people, you'll repeat matches against them, they'll they'll build a rivalry and that'll give you some of that socialisation. I do think Blood Bowl is still out there for fun. I don't think I'd have been playing it for a huge amount of time of my life, but certainly 20 years online and the last five or six years on tabletop. If I didn't still find it fun. Uh, in all sorts of ways and all sorts of levels. And I, I love laughing at myself when it all goes wrong. Maybe not at that exact second, um, but I promise you I am chuckling that night. I don't want one world, one blood bowl. I laugh about the fact that somehow it's got this reputation for just being the try It It's not. I invite on the people I think know what they're talking about. And these guys are good at blood bowl, but also have a load of fun. Um, I'm not ashamed of the fact they're also good at blood bowl. I don't check anyone's ratings, I just... I try and ask people on that I think are going to be fun. (laughs) Simple as that. Um, This is the end of One World, One Blood Bowl number 36. We've got another one coming up. We are going to have an Ask Me Anything. So I'm going to drop some adverts about that super early. I've got a gang coming on that I think are going to blow people's socks off in terms of just their knowledge of the game of Blood Bowl and I think the ability to ask anything to people of the likes of Uh, Purple Goo is uh, confirmed to come on for that one. Let me just check uh, my other notes. So we've got Purple Goo coming on. Uh, Candlejack, the lovely Candlejack. Uh, And Dionysian, as he used to be known. Or Spence, as he's now known on on Fumble. Uh, And occasionally in Twitch he goes by the name uh, Maximum Derek. Uh, I think he's also known as Daddy Daddy Big Boy but perhaps not in a Blood Bowl setting. So I've got uh, the artist formerly known as Dionysian, Candlejack, the legendary German, the most huggable German there's ever been, uh, and master of all things Mm -hmm. Fumble Client related, uh, and indeed Purple Goo, joining myself uh, on uh, the 30th of July. We're planning on doing that. So two weeks from tonight. Um, If you have any questions that you want to ask any of those four people about anything at all, ideally Blood Bowl, but I guess we don't have to limit it to that, um, drop me a PM or mention it in the Fumble. It has a channel uh, about podcasts, anything asked there. Um, or I have my own Discord server. Do pop along there and drop it in the One World One Blood Bowl channel there. Um, I will also be going out to certain servers and asking the communities there if they can generate a list of questions for me. Um, it's going to be an hour or so a hope of lots of fun and random questions about Blood Bowl, and we'll see where it takes us. But for now, I am going to say goodnight. Thank you for coming along. Have fun playing Blood Bowl. It's a game. It should be fun. It should be silly. It is silly. Stay safe. Uh, and everybody wave. It finds me an easy point to find in the edit. Stay safe and go on and check out the Throbball Auction. The details will be in whatever format you consume this. They'll be in the notes.
3: Bye! Bye, right, thank you.
2: Okay, so that's the end of the bit that goes on YouTube and goes on Spotify. We're still on the stream. Uh, we won't be for very long. I will try and find somewhere to send them if Blood Bowl 3 is fixed and <laughs> anyone's playing it or if Blood Bowl 2 is being played they will have a target. If not, I'll probably send them to the... Uh, people know this now, so I can't pretend I'm sending them to a hot tub. Where I send them is to an Otter Sanctuary that's filmed out of Canada, uh, which I just think is the oh. most relaxing Twitch stream to have on if you're not watching Blood
4: Bowl. similar kind of thing to a hot tub, isn't
2: it? It, it kind of is. You know, there's a lot of wet fur. Um, I will try well, I'm, I'm going to
0: a wedding in late September, and it's in... A, it's in... Weymouth Zoo or somewhere down Exeter Zoo, and I've actually booked the otter experience for the okay. day before. It is legal in I America to man marry there,
2: animals, not the UK. just check
0: if I, if I just if I just don't come out of there after stealing an otter yeah. there's got to be something badly wrong there. fantastic creatures.
4: in the UK you're not allowed to marry them only common in law no, common law
2: I'm a big fan of otters. I'm actually the, uh, the the declared king of the Southeast Asian sea otter. Uh, which we found out when we visited my sister in Singapore. We went to the night zoo there. And me and my partner Mm -hmm. went into the area of the otters. And they were all doing their cute ottery things. And as I walked up to the Randrail, they all, literally the entire pond of otters, stood up on their hind legs and applauded me. And I was like, this is weird. It can't just be me. So I walked away with my partner. My partner walked up. They did nothing. I walked up. They did it again. So there's only one reasonable explanation, which is they've hailed me as their king and they're willing to fight to the death for me and my people. Now, I've never had to call no, them to date. Like...
4: The alternative is they were warning the other animals.
2: No, <laughs> no right? they've hailed me as their king, Stick. How could you see that in any other way? You're right. Are
1: you,
2: you saying this like is like the it. bit where Dibby G scared my fish off and then told everyone I've got no fish, the liar?
4: <laughs> Are you
2: saying that they saw <laughs> yeah, me yeah, as exactly angry that. and predatory, yeah. not as their king? You I'm weren't carrying the fish, were you? <laughs> No, I wasn't carrying a fish. I may have had one in my pocket. You didn't have
0: a in your pocket.
2: No, I had no. I was just pleased to see them. <laughs> so, obviously, I've right. been joking about that for years. But then we went back about five years later and it happened again. I, I tell you, I am the declared oh, king of it. Southeast Asian stop. sea otters. No one else, only me. Thank you very oh, much for coming on, Eldridge. You. I am going to raid these people off.
3: Thank you. See you all later. See you all later. later. Thanks. Later.
2: Anyone that's hung out in the chat, I can't put things like that on the podcast. People will come in coats for me. So I saved it (laughs) for once we would finished. Thank you for being here tonight. Let me send you somewhere to go. Krista. I am. I'm the declared king of Southeast Asian sea otters, and everyone's just going to have to deal with that.
0: We're going to get you a T-shirt, king of the otters.
2: There is nowhere. So you are off to the marine mammal rescue. Um, If you don't love this, you've probably got a broken soul. I'm off. See you, Glow. Oh, it's Stay going to frighten safe. them. They'll, they'll only be me. Thanks for coming on tonight. Pleasure having you here, mate, and uh, letting me take My the piss. Pleasure. And of course, the big upside for me is now everyone knows that whilst I can speak a lot, there are people that can speak more.